Welcome to Wizard Team. Um, y'all already know what's up at this point. Um, we talk about Harry Potter, chapter by chapter. Spoiler heavy. You know the deal. I'm Bayana. Damn, could you care a little bit more? I care, but I just feel like <laughs> they know what's... At this point, we're on chapter... We're on episode 29. They know what we're doing. All right. They know the drill. I'm Robin, and I still remain excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I just feel like... If we, I mean, now we're not going to hurry up into... Okay, so you just wanted to, let's get going. So, um, I'm Robin, and today we're talking about Chapter 11 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, The Dueling Club. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There are ten things you need to know. Why would you go to that one? Of all the, of all the times when... We that, walked across the Hudson. Okay. Dog. Anyway, we have announcements and reminders. <laughs> Robin is so morbid for why. Um, we want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. Um, you can use the hashtag Wizard Team to follow along. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write, sing, dance, do an interpretive jig? Jig. Uh, what else is there? Make synchronized swimming. Coffee art. Coffee art. Latte art is awesome. If you want to make a snitch, a black snitch. I don't know. I don't know what coffee art has to do with being black. Me neither. Hogwarts, I just but, made it up. Um, you could, yeah. I mean, but it's, if it's something that you want to do, you should do it. Uh, we For our project called Hogwarts BSEO, which is a collection of all of these weird things that our creative brains, our collective creative brains and minds can come up with, illustrating what it would be like to be a black Hogwarts student. If you'd like to submit, check out the guidelines and you can email us at weblackandnerds at gmail.com. If you um, are interested, but you're not sure if you want to submit, if you're thinking about it, if you, maybe, you can just like talk to us about it and we'll, <laughs> we'll walk you through. Mm-hmm. Um, love our blog, love wizard team, have a few extra galleons lying around. Um, you can become a patron. For us, to us, um, on Patreon. If you go to www.patreon.com forward slash black girls nerd out. Um, and then you can like do monthly donations and it would be awesome. And then we get money that we can use to do more fun projects. And you get cool things. And you get cool things. If I ever figure out how to give you the cool things. Um, but you'll still get cool things. If you want to support us but can't commit to a monthly donation, we also have an Amazon affiliate link where you can go about your regular Amazon shopping. Um, if you caught our bonus episode, your book list is long and you have some books to pick up, guys. You know you do. So uh, you can... It costs no extra money from you, but extra money for us. And that link is amzn.to slash bgno. So that's the shortened Amazon link, amzn.to slash bgno. Um, we also have a PayPal account. So you can go to paypal.me forward slash bgno. Um, so if you want to do like a one-time donation, if you don't want to like commit to um, like a monthly thing. Or if you don't have any um, books to buy, even though you have books to buy yeah. on Amazon. You can just give us, you know, some shekels. Some Actually, don't give us shekels, because sh- what are we going to do with shekels? Give us some galleons. Nuts. Some sickles. Yeah, you know. Sickle shekels. <laughs> we'll take those. 
Okay. <laughs> um, and remember to subscribe to our newsletter. Every week we share nerd news and links about what's been going on. And this is not Harry Potter specific, though Harry Potter plays a role. Um, it's everything like, y'all, that new Civil War trailer. Dude. We can't I'm so even ready. talk about it right now, but can we find a time turner? Team Cap, so that Black Panther can... gets a snitch. Yeah. I agree. So, that is in the newsletter. Yeah. And if you didn't hear about that, and you're like, what are they talking about? Go watch the Captain America Civil War trailer. Stop, stop now. Harry Potter can Pause wait. Pause it. <laughs> we'll wait. We'll be here. We'll be here. Go watch that trailer, and then come back. Um, and you can find that trailer in the newsletter. Yep. Also on YouTube. Yes. But, yes. So, welcome back. We're, uh, that trailer, right? Oh, my God, yo. What? what? And then when he was like, and then they were like, and, and then that thing happened. The, and he off the motorcycle, though. <sighs> did you just dab or was I that did. like a... I did. It was like a half dab, <laughs> half I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there was there was something wrong. It was something off about that dad. But okay, um, so you got to see the trailer. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad we're here for you to help you out in the, your time of need? I'm glad we're here. I'm, you're welcome. It's what friends do. Friends don't let friends not watch the Civil War trailer. Pretty much. Um, so let's dive into what's happening in the Potter fandom. Um. Happy Witches History Month again. Whoop whoop. Um, so as you all know, this month um, is Women's History Month. So Serafina Pickering. Why do you do this every time? That makes no sense. Anyway, we're celebrating by honoring the witches of the wizarding world. So you can check out our Twitter and Facebook for shout outs every day. Um, on the day that this came out, I actually don't remember who we honored. Sorry. It's like timey-wimey. We're in the past. I have a list. I just forgot. doesn't matter. Shout out to them, whoever they are, <laughs> and everyone else who's, who we've already uh, shouted out on, <laughs> on Twitter. Um, also, oh, Bionic gives no fucks today, also, apparently. Pottermore, um, as you also would know, released like a ridiculous amount of, well, not even ridiculous, they just released some content um, <laughs> about the history of magic in North America. Um, we talked about this in a bonus episode, episode 28 and three quarters. Um, it came out on Monday. So be sure to go back and listen if you haven't. It was like really awesome and like. Thank you again to Johnny for being a guest and um, things like this are what we kind of, I mean, unfortunate, not unfortunate, but this is why we do this, like to talk deeply about this and to connect with other Potterheads and um, yeah, it was like a very good in-depth nuance conversation because <laughs> nuance matters yes. and yeah so go check it out and then come back we'll wait also um but now <laughs> we're gonna get back to our regular programming of going chapter by chapter um and now back to our regular scheduled programming bum, bum, bum. okay so now we're on chapter 11 but yeah. we have to previously yeah, on harry yeah or do we yeah, because he... Oh, yeah, that's true. You're right, you're right. Sorry, I was... Catch up. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> so previously on Harry Potter, fucking Lockhart forgot that this is a school. <laughs> what are you doing? That is a child. Yeah. He doesn't understand. You are dealing with it. children. 
and just gonna take his bones. Flourishing your wand and shit. Flourishing, doing twirls and shit. Who are you? Doing doing wand flourishing. What? No. Why? So yes, so Harry is in the hospital wing because Madame Pomfrey, like the strong woman she is, has and to regrow his thirty-three bones. Has to clean up after a man. Inept. An inept man. teachers. I mean, this isn't a man-hating podcast, but, you know, if you're inept, we're going to call you inept. And Lockhart. It's fucking inept. Inept. Um, So. But also, on a more serious note, well, one, we find out that Dobby is the one who's been, like, low-key, like, attempting, he's committing attempted murder on Harry. Attempted murder is so hard. He's been trying to save his life. Okay, while also putting his life in danger. But trying to save it as well. Not very well. I mean, but again, on a more serious note, um, there's been another attack. Um, Colin Creevy has been petrified by the monster in the Chamber of Secrets. Um, and we don't know, well, we don't know who, but it's not a question of who. It's, it's a, a question, question of how. Bum, bum, bum. Why did we do that though? Because Dumbledore, that was a doctor question that Dumbledore said. Oh, okay. Also, I just really like that theme song. I do too. Did you like how I had no idea while. what we were doing or what the context was, but and I just you were jumped totally in there? Into it. I, that's yeah. It's what roll dogs do. How we do. But you know, I miss Doctor Who because it's not on Netflix. It's, why? You got to get Amazon Prime or get someone's Amazon I Prime. I need to account. read my Amazon Prime because. Um, oh, yeah, you do because then I can no borrow your student. Amazon Prime. <laughs> I actually have, how many more days do I have? Like, actually, well, from when this comes out, I have, like, three days before my Amazon Prime is no longer a thing. Um, that is so rude. Because I'm not a student. We also went to um, Bayana's Going Away this weekend, or the well, the past week. I don't know, Wait, timey-wimey. are we talking about Harry Potter now? Yeah, we are. But I just wanted to say that, like, people were like, oh, you're going, you're going to go have fun. No, it wasn't fun. It was terrible. And hashtag Bayana has tiny hands. I had fun. Anyway. I had fun once I started trolling. Hashtag Anyway, chapter 11, The Dueling Club. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's the Ten Duel Commandments. It's the Ten Duel Commandments. So Harry woke up on Sunday morning, so the Quidditch match was on Saturday. So I think, I don't know why we were wondering about the days. but Were we? Yeah, it was. I go back and re-listen. Oh, I mean, I do too. I just don't remember if we were wondering yeah. what the day is. Well, anyway, so it was a Sunday morning and he found the dormitory blazing with winter sunlight and his arms reboned, but very stiff. So they grew back. He All 30. It's probably his muscles in there like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> this is what's happening back now. Back to being used back to, to like, being, being like, normal. Like, back to being connected to, you know, something. Yeah. Um. He sat up quickly and looked over at Colin's bed, but it had been blocked from view by the high curtains Harriet changed behind. Seeing that he was awake, Madame Pomfrey came bustling over with the breakfast tray and then began bending and stretching his arms and fingers. All in order, he, she said, as he clumsily fed himself porridge left-handed. So he's right-handed, which is rude. Mm-hmm. Um, when you finish eating, you may leave. I thought, like, this was so great because... 
tiny aside, but it just shows like how like on top of it, Madame Pomfrey is like as soon he wasn't awake very long, and she was right. like, "Oop, here you go." And then she's like, "And you can go. Mm-hmm. I've checked you out." And I think also it's like we, you know what I mean. We see how much like magical, like you know, their medicine is more magical, and there's like so mm-hmm. a lot of it is not her physically like doing a spell. It's more like here, take this potion, do the. But yeah. you still see like the more like hands on part of being a doctor mm-hmm. too. I think that is kind of cool. Um, and I kind of, I think we get that like, a little bit in Saint Mungo's too. Yeah, just, like. Just because there's magic doesn't mean that, like, you don't need, like, trained professionals to... Yeah. Yeah. And who's and who specialized. Like, yeah. You know. And she's more of a generalist, I think, in magic because she's got all these kids to take care of, but... Right. And she can't necessarily... Like, sometimes you have to send them to St. Mungo's. Mungo's. You can't. Yeah. yeah but um, she just... Yeah. Very much on top of, her, of, of it. And I appreciated that. So... Mm-hmm. Harry dressed as quickly as he could and hurried off to Gryffindor Tower, desperate to tell Ron and Hermione about Colin and Dobby, but they weren't there, so he went to look for them. Um, wondering where they could have gone to and feeling slightly hurt they weren't interested in whether his bones had grown back or not. It's like, they know Madame Pomfrey got it. Yeah. She wasn't, like, she wasn't at all like, oh God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. She was like, get out the way. Yeah. I got stuff to do. Exactly. Why would I wouldn't be at all like... Why aren't they here to see me? Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, you get... But you know, sometimes people have those, like, random, you know... Yeah. Like, You're like, damn, guys, I just feelings. got out of the hospital They're wing. not necessarily, like, valid, but yeah. they just show up and you're just like oh crap nobody loves me and it's like no you're actually fine like, you're fine you're fine yeah um, um it's so, not like you got a dementor's kiss exactly as harry passed the library Percy weasley uh strolled out of it looking in far better spirits than the last time they'd met um did he just come out of snog session is he he's kissing in the making out in the library making out in the stacks possibly Aww. Such a cliche, Percy. It is. Um, oh, hello, Harry. Excellent flying yesterday. Gryffindor has just taken the lead for for the House Cup. You earned 50 points. I'm wondering, I'm confused, because I'm like, 50 points? Because I thought you get 150 points for catching the snitch. So is it just like, we're, they're up by 50 points? You don't get 150 house points. You get 150 yeah. points in the game. No, it's 150 house points. No. Because if you remember in, in, in Sorcerer's Stone... No, it was Goblet of Fire, uh, you know, when they said, I the, I bet Ireland's going to win, but Crumb will catch the snitch. But that's not at Hogwarts. The 150 points is a part of the Quidditch game. Yeah, but I thought that they translated that to, like, the house. Because that, yeah, because who, no. when you, yeah, because you don't you get, like, there was, what's it called? Hold up. She's going back to the books. So when she's flipping through when they um, sorcerer stone when they got caught um, she's wrong I'm right but let her do this why are you like this Robin I'm just trying to be myself um, hold up I'm being my authentic self my authentic self it's is like in this. Norbert right Norbert no it's in the Forbidden Forest at the beginning why wouldn't it just be in the rules of Quidditch no I'm talking about the chapter. I know, but I'm just saying, why wouldn't it just be when he learned Quidditch? But go ahead. No, it's not. I'm no, listening. there's a specific part. So it says. Her memory is annoying. 50 points. Okay. 150. I'm right. She's figuring out the points right. lost that put Gryffindor in last place in one night. They'd ruin any chance Gryffindor had had for the House Cup. There's something. I can't find nope. it right now, but there's something that said that they. Nope, I'm right. She's wrong. Yeah. If there's something about it that says that like they they're losing the points that he had gotten for the. 
cup, the house cup. Can't remember where it is now. They lost all the points that they had gained from winning from winning the Quidditch match. But, but that doesn't mean that it's that one was... to one. It means they won the Quidditch match with probably fifty points for winning. Like so, in soccer, you can win a game by five to one, three to zero, or whatever. But you still you get three points. points. But you still get. I know how I know how sports work. I'm, I'm saying no. I always assume I may not be right. I'm saying I always You're assumed. Right. Robin, can I just okay say my point? I always, I assumed, or at least I feel like I read in one of the books, and like, we'll figure it out later, that part of it is that they, so I get like in regular Quidditch, they win the 150 points and that's what it is, but I always assume that that then translated into the, into like the house cups, like what, like you get- whoever got those points would then move, like it would then translate into like the tally for, yeah. I'll look it up, but I've, I've always understood it that you get 50 points for winning a game. Yeah, I don't think it said that in, like... I mean, it says that now, which is... I don't know. It confused me. Okay. But it didn't say it in Sorcerer's Stone. What? How many points you get per winning the game? No, it just says winning, winning games get you house points. It doesn't say a number. I swore it said 150. Yeah, um, it doesn't matter. Um, cause they have, so they have like a tournament, so you can win no, that game that. and then you can win. I know there's a difference between the Quidditch cup and the house cup. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I was assuming that like winning the house cup gave you a better chance of Well, I think you get points per or game that you win and then around. winning the Quidditch cup, you get extra points for winning the, the cup. Does that make sense? So like if you won. Or winning the game. No, if you win the game, right, you get, like, 50 points. But if you win the Quidditch Cup, which means you won that tournament of, you know, like... Yeah, no, I know if, what the... Then you win 150 points or something. That's what I've assumed. Okay, we just assume different things. I, we could be reading. We could both be really yeah. reading into it. Because I... Yeah. We'll find the Quidditch entry in Wikipedia and um, there. Yeah. So, you haven't seen Ron or Hermione, have you? No, I haven't, said Percy, his smile fading. I hope Ron's not in another girl's toilet. How old is, like, he needs to calm that down. It's not that big of a deal. Girls give you cooties. <laughs> Have you seen the hashtag, like, appropriating nerd culture? And it's, mm-hmm. I think, again, like, white men uh, saying that people of color and girls, like, there, there's always been this thing that, like, girls appropriate nerd culture so that they can, like, so that guys will like them or pretend that they like nerdy things so that guys will be interested in them, which is, like... How? Thank you. Like, no girl genuinely likes playing video games. They only pretend to like playing video games so that guys think that they're cool. No. So there's this hashtag, appropriated nerd culture, and it started out kind of like the meninist. Right. And, and, they, and then Twitter does what Twitter gonna do and started mocking them, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. But all of that to say that Percy is very immaturely I mean yeah he's just immature when it comes to those certain things like even though he's got a girl now and he's been and it's snogging. about like rules more than it is about anything else like you're doing something that you're not supposed to be doing like well I think it's just like it's, that is so weird you know like it's really so like, other like why is my brother hanging out in the girl's toilet like well no but it's, it's not that, like he's trying to sneak into like, the girl's dormitory you know what I mean like, right but I think also it's just like Percy like oh that's not how things go and like even when Ron like even when they were arguing earlier in the mm-hmm. book um 
And he was like, you just think I'm going to mess up your chances of becoming head, head boy, boy or whatever. So it's like, even though at that moment, Percy wasn't, like, he was con- genuinely concerned about Jenny. Like, that's still in the back of his head. That's yeah. still, like, a part of it. You know what I mean? Like, it plays into his, like, pompous, like, superior type of... Appearances mm-hmm. matter more than... Like, what's actually going on. Yeah. Um, Harry forced a laugh, watched Percy walk out of sight, and then headed straight for Moaning Myrtle's bathroom. He couldn't see why Ron and Hermione would be in there again, but after making sure that neither Filch nor any prefects were around, he opened the door and heard their voices coming from a locked stall. I was like, how big are these stalls? Yeah, Um, but they're supposed to be still pretty small. Like, Yeah, cramped, but I'm like, three people in... I think I'm picturing, like, our bathroom stalls, and I'm like... yeah. I think they're more like a luxurious, like, hotel, but, like, you know, like, roomy, but I'm saying the trio are small. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're... That's true. They're, like, 12. Because you have to remember that, like, the student body goes from 11 to 17 and, like, or 18. It's a lot of growth. And that, yeah, there's... But, I mean, and it says even, like, um... Like, later, it's still cramped. Yeah. But it just seems like... Yeah, and then, you know, when they do the, um... Potion, yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, there's no way we're going to fit. And, you know, Harry's still small for his age because he, he lived right. in the cupboard. In cupboard for and most of his life. And Ron is... Um, tall, but... Tall, but still, like, portrayed as being skinny. Tall mm-hmm. and skinny. Um, so... It's still uncomfortable. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's, it's me, he said, closing the door behind him. There was a chink, a uh, clunk, clunk, a splash, and a gasp from within the stall. And he saw Hermione's eyes peering through the keyhole. Harry, she said, you gave us such a fright. Come in. How's your arm? Fine. Um, we'd have come to meet you, but we decided to get started on the apologies potion, Ron explained. With difficulty locked, or as Harry with difficulty locked and locked the stall again. So it is like, now that Harry squeezed himself in yeah, there, now it's even I mean, harder yeah. to move around. We've decided this is the safest place to hide it. Harry started to tell them about Colin, but Hermione interrupted. We already know. We heard McGonagall telling Professor Flitwick this morning. That's why we decided we'd better get going. The sooner we get a confession out of Malfoy, the better, snarled Ron. Do you know what I think? He was in such a foul temper after the Quidditch match, he took it out on Colin. That seems really juvenile. Like, my yeah. thing is, is like... I would I would try to be more considerate, but considering where we're going in two chapters... No, 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 you know. totally. I, I'm, um, I'm just thinking more in terms of... Um, like, they're 12. So their ideas of, like... like so, so, like, the situation is really serious, and it's much more serious than, like, they even really know. But people are petrifying them because they lost a Quidditch match. Like, that's... You know what I mean? Like, I... It's, it, it's, yeah. The thing is, is it's more... That's even... Like, Jacob's not doing this, obviously, we know, but it's, like, that's an even more... Um, it's just a... I don't know. It's not as sinister as, like, what it really is. So it's, like, kind of a, like, It's oh, the way that he would, like, if he was mad about, or if he was in a bad foul mood, he would give Neville a leg locker curse. Right. But to go to, pe- like, petrifying is one step from death. Yeah. Like, exactly. they're That's only, what I'm saying. Like, they're now only you're murder not someone? dead. It's an attempted it's, it's attempt death. Like, it's it's attempted attempt murder. murder. There, yeah. No, no one is being petrified. And I kind of hate that they do, they call it petrification, because when they when they introduce Petrificus Totalis, mm-hmm. it it calls to mind being petrified, but it's not the same at all because it's you know a quick 
Right. It's more like someone's in like then, a coma. Yeah, no one's going to. Because it's like, yeah, so like they're in like, comas. It's more like basically. temporary. It's the the spell is more temporary petrification. <laughs> whereas like and they have and like they have actually, all of their you know you can see at least the way that they did it in the book or I mean in the movies like you can see. Harry looking around and like he can he he's there mentally mm-hmm. and like he just can't speak but he like is he has his brain and he's obviously alert and you can see his eyes moving and so oh for the spell for the spell yeah, yeah, yeah. so you don't have that fear of you know uh Dumbledore was like closely examining Miss Norris mm-hmm. to figure out that she wasn't dead yeah you know and that um that is much more it's just yeah it's terrifying right like you have to like really examine someone and figure out like okay no they're not dead Mm -hmm. but they're very close to it yeah like so that's why that particular thing which is like you know again they're 12 so like that's so they're they're i pointed out in the way for it's like their imagination or their like Mm -hmm. expectation is still so much like they're still a little like Sheltered, yeah, and so their expectation of what is the worst thing that could happen is not, or like the you know, the worst reason someone would do something is like it's bad. Like, if, mm-hmm. if Malfoy really was like attempting to kill people because they beat him in a Quidditch match, then he needs to like go get some some help and like, he's needs serious, to, like, like, seriously, he already, Malfoy already needs some help because he's bullying in general, but, but like, that would be that like, is some other level type, shit yeah, and like. That is like yeah. serial killer harming animals mm-hmm. just to see what if because you can or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you mentioned like it's very juvenile. Like uh, Ron, you know, he lost the Quidditch match, so he took it out on Colin. Um, that is like kind of a I'm really upset. So I'm, but it's still like Colin is Muggleborn, mm-hmm. and so there. That's the thing. Even it's more than that, and even we already know that they're being that they're targeting. They're targeting. Yeah. So, so even it's not it about was, Quidditch. Yeah. Even if like it was Malfoy, it's yeah. like it's not about Quidditch. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of reminds me of the career of evil where um, he gets that like compulsion again. You know, oh, like mm-hmm. when he's when he wants to he tries yeah. to kill that other person. Sorry. Spoiler. Um, it's a spoiler-heavy podcast for... Everything. For <laughs> everything, yeah. Um, just assume. Just, yeah. So, it reminds me of kind of that, like... And I know, and we know that it's actually the Basilisk, and... Um, but Voldemort does do that. Like, he gets, like, these urges or these twitches, and he needs to, like... You know, I could easily see Voldemort now. I can't really picture him playing Quidditch, but killing someone because he lost in a game of Quidditch, mm-hmm. I could be like, yeah, okay. But also, that doesn't mean he's, that's okay. <laughs> um, but it is, uh, yeah, the fact that it's Colin and it's Muggleborn, it's, it's beyond hurt feelings or sore, or being a sore loser. Yeah. So, there's something else, said Harry, watching Hermione bundle Tearing, tearing bundles of not of not grass and throwing them into the potion. Dobby came to visit me in the middle of the night. Ron and Hermione looked up amazed. Harry told them everything Dobby had told him or hadn't told him. Hermione and Ron listened with their mouths open. The Chamber of Secrets has been opened before, Hermione said. 
This that- settles it, said Ron. Lucius Malfoy must have opened the chamber when he was at school here, and now he's told dear old Draco how to do it. It's obvious. Wish Dobby told you what kind of monster's in there, though. I want to know how come no one's noticed it sneaking around the school. Maybe it can make itself invisible, said Hermione, or maybe it can disguise itself, pretend to be a suit of armor or something. I've read about chameleon ghouls. What are those? I gotta know. What are those? Questions that need answers. Um, you read too much, Hermione. There's no such thing as reading too much, Ron. Seriously. Um, Ron is actually, like, killing it this chapter again with his, like, asides and stuff. But That one's yeah. false. <laughs> um, he was pouring dead lace wings on top of the leeches. He crumpled up the empty lace wing bag and looked at Harry. There's one thing about this, though, that... Um, as we As I was reading it, like... or kind of showed a little bit more of Harry's personality, which is he wants to break news to them. And when they're like, we already know about Colin, Mm -hmm. um, he's like, oh, well, then there's something else, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's not just that he likes to share news, but he wants to be the one that... And this comes back to his, like, curiosity and sneak and like sneaking around and poking his nose in places like going into looking into the pensieve and opening someone's mail you know Mm -hmm. like he wants to be able to tell them the news instead of you know being told right what's that yeah Yeah, i get what what you're saying um because the, the way that he just switched from um, okay, well, you guys know about Colin. Let me tell you this. But guess what? <laughs> yeah, but what what you don't know what is... What else can I tell you? Yeah. Um, um, so yeah. Dobby stopped us from getting on the train and broke your arm. You know what, Harry? If he doesn't stop trying to save your life, he's going to kill you. True. True. But he, he's trying uh, to save your life. He is trying. Um, the news that Colin Creevy had been attacked and was now lying as though dead in the hospital wing had spread through the entire school by Monday morning. Um, the air was thick with rumor and suspicion. The first years were now moving around the castle in tight knit groups as though they were, um, as though scared they would be attacked if they ventured forth alone. Which I'm like, that's a terrible first year at a wizard yeah. school. It's like, but especially for Muggleborn wizards who literally just found out that they're they have, like they're, they're wizards, and, and then we, they come we'll in talk about later. It's like they've like, been here for a, a little less than three months at this point. You know, because they're yeah. about to go into it's like November. Yeah, it's so like the it's like, end yeah. of November. So it's like maybe about like about. Three and it months, took like, and it takes you about a month, or I think it takes you about like everyone says it takes you about a year to get used to like to really feel like you live somewhere. But in mm-hmm. in terms of school, and I don't know if you like felt this too. It took me about my freshman year of college, and I'm equating this to college because it's more immersive the way yeah. that like the sporting school is. It took me at least two to three months to just feel like I was getting into a daily routine mm-hmm. and not of it being, like, so different than what I had been used right. to. And even feeling so, like a real thing. Yeah, yeah, and even, like, because the first, like, co- month, you're just like, am I in college? Where right. What? Like, you know, it's just, it's a lot to get used to. And so they're still acclimating to being at Hogwarts. At Hogwarts, and not only that, just to being, like, wizards. Ma- yeah, in general. Period. And then all of a sudden they're like, and now you might die, and you might die <laughs> for being a Muggleborn. But you like just found out, and then even, but even for all the first years in general, like you hear yeah. all these wonderful things about Hogwarts, and then you get there, and now people are being attacked. That's, yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, so Jenny Weasley, who sat next to Colin Creevy in Charms, was distraught, and I love that like 
you know, we know that it's Jenny, but they the way t- that she like writes ra- it, like yeah. writes it, it's like, yeah. So Jenny is now a first year, and oh, she's set next. So like, it's like their justifications for their feelings or for how their justifications for how Jenny is reacting to these things. You know, like Jenny, a cat lover. And Jenny, mm-hmm. who, like, she sat next to Colin and Charm, so, like, it hits her close to home, you know? And they're both first-year Gryffindors. Um, but Harry felt that, so, Jenny was distraught, but Harry felt that Fred and George were going the wrong way about cheering her up. They were taking turns covering themselves with fur or boils and jumping out at her from behind, behind statues. <laughs> she is... If, if, if it's not even just her, like, even though she's distraught for different reasons, they just said, first years were moving around the castle in tight-knit groups as though scared they would be attacked if they were forth, if they ventured forth alone. And, and so Fred and, Fred and George's here. way of cheering up a girl who is terrified is to cover themselves with fur or boils and then jump out at her. I love them so much. So not I, because okay, can I explain though? And actually, I just love them in general, so that's why I think yes. it's hilarious. But also, no, it's a problem. But what I thought was really interesting about this is, um, again, we were talking about like earlier about how like all of her brothers are worried about her, mm-hmm. but be like based on who they are and their relationship. Because <laughs> I think the other thing is that that would totally cheer her up on a regular day. Day, yeah. If they didn't, you know what I mean. That's something like they none of them know the depth of like what's going yeah. on with her. But Ginny is really close with the twins, yeah, and so. If it was just a regular, like, oh, I'm not, like, I'm just kind of feeling... I broke up with my boyfriend or... Or even even just, like, I'm... Or I'm, like, not feeling good about my grades. Or even I'm scared. Yeah. But I'm, like, totally... Like, I'm removed from it. Like, if... if, I'm a first year who's scared. who's scared. Period. I think that it would have done what they were meaning to do. You know what I mean? Because it seemed... Because, like, even later on, you see, like, the three of them are, like, very close. But it's still... No, it's totally a problem. I'm not saying... But I'm saying that, like, for them specifically. Yeah. Not for, like... Because they they know They're not jumping out at other first years. We hope. I hope. God. Or, like, how terrible if they thought that they were going to get Ginny and And she turned the corner in some other poor first first year... That God. would be the worst, but but <laughs> I say that, but that's what I'm saying. Like I think it's more of like it's probably their humor, it's, and it's their on, on a regular, yeah. on a regular like day. I like that but you said it's that. It's like they're all day. trying to cheer her up, but in different ways based, based on, on like their relationship with her, but then also who they are. Like Fred yeah. and George are going to be like, oh, they're there, Jenny. It's cool. Yeah, like they're Percy's be like, trying to rationalize with her, and then like Ron's trying to reassure her, mm-hmm. and the twins are trying to just distract her with like comedy. Yeah, but. I just, yeah, so they only stopped when Percy, apoplectic with rage, which is a great word, mm-hmm. um, said, told them he was going to write Mrs. Weasley and tell her Ginny was having nightmares. So, yeah, Percy's is more, like, responsible. And it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's more, it's but more it's of like a, like, kind of naggy. It's very, yeah, yeah, it's, it's more a parental, parental worry. That's the word. And, um. His parents nag. Like, yeah. It's, it's like, no, yeah, together. it is. Yeah. But, um. It's just, yeah, I just, like, I love that visual because it it just does, like, I, I now when I'm reading it, it goes, like, oh, of course, like, it's interesting how many times Ginny comes up, but then the mm-hmm. way that she cloaks why she's bringing Ginny up. Exactly. It's like, oh, 
she's like the first year that you can relate to to see how other first years are reacting. Also, she sat next to Colin. And she sat next to Colin, so that's why she would be so upset, Mm -hmm. you know? And I just kind of love that kind of cloak, that foreshadowing, but also cloaking. Um, So, meanwhile, hidden from the teachers, a roaring trade in talismans, amulets, and other protective devices was sweeping the school. I love this school. Neville Longbottom bought a large, evil-smelling green onion, a pointed purple crystal, and a rotting newt tail before the other Gryffindor boys pointed out that he was in no danger, he was a pure blood, and therefore unlikely to be attacked. Um, that also reminds me of, because I like recently finished Order of the Phoenix, um... <sighs> When they're start when they're studying for their OWLs and mm-hmm. they're like freaking out and there's all these like sixth and seventh years who are like I'm gonna sell you this thing and it's yeah. gonna help your brain and then it's like not it's actually gonna like give you like mm-hmm. scabs or some shit like it's just gonna yeah like, and I think the twins were trading like, in like sick pasties so that you could like get sick and then get an extra day that or was or no. um no that at that point they had left but oh. um. But no, they were doing that just in general. Oh yeah, just that during was, finals. Yeah, that, or no, just like for oh, school, school in general. Yeah, they were just to like skip class, <laughs> um, like yeah, regularly. But but yeah. you know, I it's so sad. So they went for Filch first. He said his round face fearful, fearful, and everyone knows that I'm almost a squib, which is like I, you all that confidence that you had built up. Mm-hmm. You know, you're worth twelve of Malfoy, and sticking up to the trio and I don't know we don't really see too much of Neville in this book so far have we has he done any mm. I mean he got he he was like picked up by the pixies but yeah that's about that's it. about it he's kind of been around but yeah yeah but he still just has such low regard and self-esteem for himself and it's sad mm-hmm. Neville you're not almost a squib you're very good yeah. also though I just want to talk about we are now one, two, three, a three and three quarters down, three pages, three and three quarter pages from the start of this book, and figuring and finding out that Colin is petrified. Or the chapter, mm-hmm. you mean? The chapter, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Did sorry they, no, I was confused. I was like, "What? Are yeah. already that?" Co- <laughs> Did they not call his parents? Where are his parents? That is a good question. And it's like, is it because they're Muggles and they can't get to Hogwarts, or? Yeah, how do you, like, did, they, did you they, can, they notify, have they notified parents yet? I don't think they, they have. They haven't notified because, parents. Because that's, a, because that's a question I have for, um. The next chapter. The next chapter. Like, we'll bring it up later. Yeah, <laughs> but. Or even, actually, no, we can bring it up now. So, it's the second yeah. week of December, and McGonagall comes around as usual, collecting names of those who would be staying for school at Christmas. Um, Harry, Ron, and Hermione signed her list. They had heard Malfoy was staying, which struck them as suspicious. Um, the holidays would be a perfect time to use apologies potion to try to worm a confession out of him. But, and then we'll also see in, like, the later chapter, like, mm-hmm. a lot of... Her, like, so the, so the Mr. and Mrs. Weasley are totally cool with leaving their kids at Hogwarts. While there's, like, petrification going but on. But they don't know. Like, that's a problem. The teachers need to be telling them that, like, you have to give parents the, op- the, the option, option, at least. And the thing, too, is really funny. Is like, like, especially, it's, like, I get, like, when something happens to like, Mrs. Norris, and it's like, okay, we're not totally sure it could be somebody, like, you know yeah. what I mean? But once it happens to a kid, they it's need a to rap. know. Like, yeah. They wait, they wait until it's too late to do anything. Yeah. To, but, like, really but it's do also anything. like really telling too that in the next chapter we'll get to it. But once the kids start going home for uh, break is when it starts to become 
like the news starts to spread. But are kids not writing home to their parents? Or are those like owls getting intercepted? Or you know think, what I mean? I like, think it's more like. I mean, okay, so at this point, Colin just, it just happened to Colin, mm-hmm. so maybe some kids ha- are starting to write, like, I'm scared, Yeah, but I think before that, it, it might, was like, it happened to because, Mrs. Norris, right, and nobody likes Mrs. Norris, yeah. and like, so, and she's it, not human, right, so it's like, kind of scary, but it's like, I don't even mess with her, so, it's just like, oh, this weird thing happened, yeah, and once it starts happening to humans, they're like, uh, like oh, wait, no, this is, <laughs> this is real, especially like, a first year, yeah, um, so, um, yeah, so they still, they're only, um, ha- the potion's only half finished. They still needed the bicorn horn and the boomsang skin. Um, and the only place where they were able to get that from was Snape's private stores. Um, Harry privately felt he'd rather face Slytherin's legendary monster than let Snape catch him robbing his office. Which, you know, just goes yeah. to show how awful Snape is. Um. So, what we need, said Hermione briskly on Thursday afternoon's double potions lesson, or as Thursday afternoon's potions lessons drew near, is a diversion. Then one of us can sneak into Snape's office and take what we need. I think I'd better do the actual stealing. You two will get expelled if you get into any more trouble, and I've got a clean record. So all you need to do is cause enough mayhem to keep Snape busy for five minutes or so. And this is like... Another time, this we see this, um, well, we've seen it a few times. So we saw it when she was so adamant about doing the potion in the first place. We saw it um, when they decided to go into the, to go find the Sorcerer's Stone mm-hmm. um, through the trap door. But this is like Hermione being like, okay, we need a plan. This is the plan, but I'm going to take on like the biggest risk of getting in trouble um partially because ron and harry have no chill so they are always always like you know one or two things away from expulsion Mm -hmm. um so especially this book yeah but this book is like they are on probation basically yeah um so potion oh so um deliberately causing mayhem in snape's potions class was about as safe as poking a sleeping dragon in the eye Never tickle a sleeping dragon. Did you write that? Can we do that again? When look at the elbow. Oh well. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I'm potion- weird. <laughs> Potions lessons took place in one of the large dungeons. Thursday afternoon's lesson proceeded in the usual way. Twenty cauldrons stood steaming along the wooden desks on which stood brass scales of lar- of jars and ingredients. Um, Snake proud through the fumes, making waspish remarks to the Gryffindor's work while the Slytherins sniggered appreciatively. Real quick, just regular count. We There's ten Gryffindors, ten Slytherins. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Draco Malfoy, who was Snape's favorite student, kept flicking pufferfish at Ron and Harry, who knew that if they re- retaliated, they would get detention faster than you can say unfair. That is unfair. bad teaching. Terrible teaching. What kind of school is this? This is a school! This is a horrible school. I was having this, like, talk, this, like, really good conversation with these women uh, yesterday, uh, a couple of days ago, typing Um And we, and sh- this woman, one girl was talking about this, like, teacher who was completely unfair to her. And we're adults now, so she's got, like, a, you know, a teenage daughter now. Mm-hmm. And you could see how emotional she was getting, thinking back to this time when, 
like the teacher would like basically ignore her or treat her so hostile and like she didn't learn anything and she was just really downtrodden and like her dad I think ends up being like writing this huge letter to the school and being like you know this isn't my daughter like none of these you know Mm -hmm. I know her and this is not like in her you know wheelhouse of Mm -hmm. like ways to react to things and this is like a grown woman at least 15 years later 20 years later probably longer than that like tearing up at the thought of this like horrible teacher Mm -hmm. and how are you gonna tell me that Snape is a how right because that's like stuff that it carries on yeah like this is like debilitatingly Mm -hmm. like like, these are formative formative years years, exactly (laughs) why are we like this Um, yeah it's just a formative year to someone's life and so those it sticks with them like yeah and it's a problem and they know like they like had um he was draco was flicking puffer fish eyes at ron and harry while they're making a um, while they're in potions, making a potion, and Snape is, like, stomping around or sliding, pauses, slithering around. He pauses at Harry's swelling solution to sneer at his watery potion and then turns off to bully Neville. Like, yeah. what? But, Who like... Like, why? And potions is so... And we'll see in, like, two seconds, like, it's so volatile. You know, it's basically... Mm-hmm. It's chemistry, right? So, like, you need to be paying attention. You need to be... Like, what if one of these puffer fish eyes got into their potion right you know like what's what could happen like it's not like Malfoy is verbally being a bully or you know whatever like he is not only messing with Ron and Harry but putting the class at risk Mm -hmm. but because it's Malfoy and Snape obviously plays favorites and because it's against Harry Mm -hmm. then it's fine this is a school. <laughs> You're supposed to be teaching. This is not how you teach. It's not. What lessons are you teaching them? What are they learning? Terrible things. I'm so upset. Um, so Hermione catches Harry's eye and nods. Harry ducks swiftly under behind his cauldron, pulled one of Fred's filibuster fireworks out of his pocket, and gave it a quick prod with his wand. The firework began, firework began to fizz and sputter, knowing he had only seconds. He straightened up, took aim, and lobbed it into the air. It landed right in on target in Goyle's cauldron. Um, Goyle's potion exploded, showering the whole class. People shrieking as splashes of swelling solution hit them. Malfoy got a faceful and his nose began to swell like a balloon. Goyle blundered around, his hands over his eyes, which had expanded to the size of, di- of a dinner plate. Um, Snape was trying to restore calm and find out what happened. Through the confusion, Harry saw Hermione slip quietly out, or quietly into Snape's office. Silence. Silent Snape roared. Anyone who has been splashed, come here for a deflating drought. When I find out who did this. And it's really weird that he, like, all of a sudden, like, like, or he immediately thinks, like, someone Someone did did this as opposed to. Yeah, Goyle and Crab and Goyle are always being talked about as being very slow, very Mm -hmm. thick. So either he just knows right away that that is not a, like, side effect that can happen. Yeah, that can happen while you're making this potion. Um, or 
you know, he's his legitimate is kicking in, but he it's you know crowded classroom, so he can't figure it out really. Right. Um. So Harry tried not to laugh as he watched Malfoy hurry forward, his head drooping with the weight of a nose like a small melon. <laughs> That's what you get. Yep. Um. As half the class lumbered up to Snape's desk, desk, some weighted down with arms like clubs, others unable to walk through gigantic puffed up lips. Harry saw Hermione slide back into the dungeon, the front of her bul- robes bulging. Um, when everyone had taken a swig of antidote and various swellings had subsided, Snape swept over to Goyle's cauldron and scooped out the twisted black remains of the firework. Um, if I ever find out who threw this, I shall make sure that person is expelled. Um, so Harry's not caught, but then I'm like, maybe that goes against the intention of them doing the, um, distracting. Yeah. If they had gotten caught, then he'd been expelled anyway, so he might as well have gone to steal the thing by Yeah, he might have, either way. Yeah. So... He knew it was me, Harry told Ron and Hermione, as they hurried back to Moaning Myrtle's bathroom. I could tell. And, um, you know, Snape was looking right at him when he was saying, I'll make sure that person gets expelled. I don't know if he's trying to, like, tap into Harry's mind, because, you know, he can do legitimacy. Mm -hmm. Um, But, or if he's just being his normal Snape self and being like something went down, obviously it's that it's it's that Potter boy. Before actually, yeah, it could be either or. Since since Harry actually did it, it could be either or. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But like you know, the way the same way that Harry jumps to conclusions about Malfoy, and this is actually the first of a series of jumping to conclusions that it's Malfoy, which ends in the the worst chapter ever. Septimus. I hate that. Um, we know. We know. I'm sorry. That's going to be chapter one. Just like, Harry, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> the way that I'm like, this is a school. Exactly. You're going to be like, what are you doing? <laughs> the whole time. Hey! <laughs> I already told you not to go here. Like, Could have went down a different road. Like, <laughs> You uh, had so many chances yeah. to do things differently. So totally did not. Um, That's why I hate the chapter. It's like reading Game of Thrones. I mean, it's not as gory, but it's like reading Game of Thrones where you like, no, you can like Rob, when don't marry re- that woman. Right. Rob, as you're rereading mar- it or woman. even rewatching it, you're like, yeah. you know, you can clearly see the mistakes that are being made <laughs> that lead to these people's like deaths or like just like crazy shit happening. And you're like, just don't do it. Don't. Just don't don't why are you interrogating Cersei, Ned? Why are you doing why would you even tell her your plan? What are you why? 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 What are you doing? Now why? Why so early? Why are you why are you trusting Littlefinger? Why? Why would you do that? Don't do it. And then you're just like all sad because you know that they're gonna do it anyway because you've seen it already. And, and you can't change the it. The books don't change. No, and it's just that's how I feel about Every Sarah time Sarah. you open this book, are you hoping that Harry does not yep. go literally. I hate watching that part of the movie too. Like literally. So I um last week or the week before when it was mm-hmm. Harry Potter weekend. And I've turned on TV and it was... Wizard Team reminder, if you see Harry Potter, watch, watch Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. So I turned on I turned on the, the television and Harry Potter was on. It was Half-Blood Prince. Um, and then, so I was watching it. And then it got towards where they burned the burrow. And so I turned it off and left. Why? <laughs> I was like, I was like, mm, I'm not And who are that. you? That's trash. And what then is later that? I came back and turned, I like came back to it and turned mm-hmm. it on. And it was right when he was, he, they were in the Great Hall and he's going to talk to Katie. And I was like... And then they show, and then I think because like ABC was showing or Freeform, or whatever they were showing, like the extended version. So they show him singing the spell for Sectum Sempra, and I was like, oh no, I'm not watching this. Like, <laughs> I'm just gonna go do something else. <laughs> like, I don't want to see. Like, I hate. I just hate it so much. It makes me angry. Yeah, you I mean, can make better choices, Harry Potter. 
It's yeah, everything. Like, like he's a real person. <laughs> like, but he is. But it's he, just like that's the thing. It's like the writing is so good that it makes you he, feel like, dude, like you can do, like you can really time, lecture this bro. This time, he's gonna the, make the right decision. Yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't. So, um, it'll be ready in two weeks. Uh, Hermione said after she threw the new ingredients into the cauldron and began to began to stir feverishly. Snape can't prove it was you," said Ron reassuringly to Harry. "What can he do?" Knowing Snape, something foul," said Harry, which is true. True. Um, a week, a week later, later. Sorry, a week later, um, Harry, Ron, and Hermione were walking across the entrance hall when they saw a small knot of people gathered around the notice board, reading a piece of parchment that had just been pinned up. Seamus uh, Finnegan and Dean Thomas beckoned them closer, looking excited. They're starting a dueling club, said Seamus. First meeting tonight. I wouldn't mind dueling lessons. They might come in handy one of these days. One, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine. All you have to do, Seamus, is listen to the Ten Duel Commandments. Um, what you reckon, what, you reckon Slytherin's monster can duel, said Ron? The Ten Duel Commandments. hilarious. Um, I love his little <laughs> side. I told you, Ron is killing so it this great. chapter. He's, that's how he's he is at all times. But and, at all great. times, his asides this chapter are especially great. great. Um, could be useful, he said. Shall we go? Um, they were, Harry and Hermione were all for it, so at 8 o'clock that evening, they hurried to the Great Hall. Um, the long dining tables had vanished, and a golden stage had appeared on one, along one wall, lit by thousands of candles floating overhead. The ceiling was velvety black once more, and most of the school seemed to be packed beneath it, all carrying their wands and looking excited. I wonder, be, oh. Oh, I wonder who will be teaching us, said Hermione. Someone told me Flitwick was a dueling chap- champion when he was young. Maybe it'll be him. Um, so can we get Harry Potter short stories? Yeah, because Flitwick we, maybe as a dueling Not champion. Not us, but maybe Joshua commissions some people to write it. Yeah. Hashtag wizard team, if you would like to write. Harry Potter short stories, that'd be awesome. Harry Just like Potter little, really like short, like Flitwick in a duel. Flitwick <laughs> and the dueling tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and Flitwick is small. And I like... Probably quick. And I, yeah, exactly. But I like the... I, I like this because... Um, I think that there is like a, you know, um, interview with Joe where she's like, I never wanted it to be like, you need to be faster or bigger. Like, like mm-hmm. something about like girls, like magic is very, it's like an equalizer. Yeah. right? So like you can be smaller or big or whatever, but as long as you are smart and you can do magic. And, like, do it well. Like, and you practice your magic, and that's what makes you better. Yeah. But then not necessarily that you're, like... You your size you or things that you can't or... con- really control. Like, I mean, you know, Filch can't control being a squib. Lockhart could control spending all this time on his appearance and none of this time on his magic. You know what I mean? Like, you can... And she shows, like, you can get better. And, mm-hmm. like, and I think I love the way that she really shows it next book with um, Harry and Remus with, and oh, the, the uh, Patronus charm, mm-hmm. which is, like, you work at it and you work hard and your magic will improve. And so you can be a tiny, part, maybe part goblin. Right. Um, like Flitwick. And... Sorry, my brain just went to how. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but you could be... S- well, that's a little less... Still how, but it's a little less... Um... Well, I know, I'm just thinking more about, like, the cultural differences between goblins oh. and humans. Um, but anyway, I so... Mean, you know, never mind. I was gonna say, no, I was going to say something else that's really About the giant? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> just let it go, it's fine. 
Okay, now I really want to know. Um, but yeah, you can be small and you can be, um, you know, a little quieter or whatever, but you can still be a dueling champion. Mm-hmm. Just love it. I love it. Um, so um, maybe it'll as, be him oh, yeah. as long as it's not Harry began, but he ended on a groan because... Gilderoy Lockhart was walking onto stage resplendent in robes of deep plum and accompanied by none, none other than Snape wearing his usual black. It's a two for two for one terribleness all on the stage for why? Why do this? I think it's weird what are you too doing, Dumbledore? that Gilderoy apparently like lobbies to start this club. What is it about Snape that he's like I'm gonna go and he watch you. Because he wants to humiliate Lockhart, which I'm here for. Like, actually, to be honest, like, the next, like, page, until you're, you're he goes cool. back to bullying Harry and Ron, that's why I don't bench him in this chapter, to be honest. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, yes. Because he's bullying Lockhart. Because he's bullying Lockhart. He's, like, uh, he's just like, he's just like, all right, we're about to, like, come He's on, humiliating Lockhart. him. He wouldn't, I mean, he, it would say, it's, I would say bullying, but, but Lockhart. Lockhart knows what he's doing. And yeah. And he should. And, yeah. Lo- and Lockhart. Is, and I feel like if Lockhart was a competent teacher or whatever, then mm-hmm. Snake would just be indifferent. Even if he didn't like him, he would just be, like, yeah. indifferent to him. But, Lockhart kind of get, gets what he deserves here. Yeah, so and he that's talks why I'm so, totally, like, he's so irritated. And that's the thing that I, I can never get past with Lockhart. And a lot of these, like, I mean, we just heard about um, in the muggle world, Maria Sharapova is, like, oh, yeah. you know, juicing or whatever. And it's like, you come talk sideways out of your mouth about Serena Williams and how she portrays herself or whatever, which she hasn't said recently, but she has said in the past mm-hmm. she's been critical of Serena Williams. But you're juicing, like... And then you can't even beat her. And you still can't beat her when you're juicing? But you know what I mean? It's just, like, if I'm getting away... If I'm, coming, like, getting on the come up of something, I'm getting away with something, and I know that I'm, like, cheating and a fraud or something, like, I'm just gonna be, like, chill with it. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna draw attention. Constantly, Lockhart is drawing attention to himself and embarrassing himself. And it's no one else's fault but his, like... Harry did not want you to try to mint his harm. Mm-hmm. He asked you to take him to the hospital wing. He begged you. And you could have been like, all right, Okay, cool. that is Madame Pomfrey's job. Mm-hmm. No, one is, no one has asked you how Miss Norris got petrified or killed because no. you thought she was killed. No one asked for your opinion, but you're offering it up willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Harry is the youngest seeker in the century, did not ask for your Quidditch tips. He's Lockhart's planning. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Lockhart splaining. Hashtag. We have Bludgegate Lockhart splaining this time. And no one asked you for it. Literally no one asked. No one wants it. No one asked for it. Just sit quietly in your corner Mm -hmm. while you continue to make money off the backs of other people's work. Just know your limitations. Um... Gather round, gather round. Can everyone see me? Can you all hear me? Excellent. That all that that part like always reminds me of when he like takes off his cloak and like throws it in the thing, girls, <laughs> which is weird because you're a teacher. But that's another Brown, thing. Like, you know. why are you so <laughs> needle needing of approval from children? It's a problem. I do not care what a twelve year old thinks of me. I don't give a fuck. And I am not nearly as grown as Lock. Oh, I mean, maybe. 
shit, maybe. <laughs> Damn, y'all. I might be the same age as the professors now. Well, I'm the same age as... Well, we won't talk about that. That's also, sad. God damn it, you did it. <laughs> but you didn't... Even without talking about it, you talked about it. Now, Professor God Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little du- dueling club. Why, Professor Dumbledore? Why did you do this? To train you no all chill. in case you ever need to defend yourselves, as I myself have done on countless occasions. For full details, see my published works. They three, already have... Three question marks. I actually, I actually have that face. Actually, See, you made them buy your published this works. Thing, you made them buy the published works. So why also, are you marketing it to them when they've already had, got them and 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 probably have read them because you have them? You're setting it for homework. So and you're sitting and instead of teaching them, you are making sitting there reenacting. So I your, think they all know about yeah, what you, everyone what you knows supposedly done. about what you've done or like, said you've quiet. done. Um, let me introduce my assistant, Professor Snape. He didn't have to go there. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. My assistant? <laughs> like, how? And you're introducing him. He's been at the school way, like... Longer than you. Hella longer than you. He tells me he knows a tiny bit about dueling himself. and his Not a tiny bit. A tiny little bit. Oh, sorry. Double descriptor. A tiny little bit about dueling himself and has sportingly agreed. That's why I'm like, Snape's not slick. He's He agreed because he's trying to humiliate you because mm-hmm. you're an idiot. To help me with a short demonstration before we, we begin. Now, I don't want any of you youngsters to worry. You'll still have your potions mastered when I'm through with him. Never fear. Um, wouldn't it be good if they finished each other off? Ron muttered. It would be. <laughs> yeah, it would be. We could dream. Um, Snape's upper lip was curling. Harry wondered why Lockhart was still smiling. If Snape had been looking at him like that, he'd have been running as fast as he could in the opposite direction. Lockhart and Snape turned to face each other and bowed. At least Lockhart did with much twirling of his hands. What? How? Why? Like, what? How it's are, all of it. Oh, it's the it's that thing. Yeah. Okay, cool. so then you're like, why are you twirling your hands? How you bow? Twirling. Have you seen? Um. So I love dance. Uh. So you think you can dance? But the what is it called? Like the waka or the walk? Yeah, like whacking is what it's called. And it's basically what you just did, where it's kind of like oh, the Vogue, <laughs> but the dance is basically like... Oh, I do know that. I do know that. Whacking or uh-huh. something. You guys look it up. But that's how Lockhart bowed. Basically. He was he was bowing while simultaneously auditioning for So You Think You Can Dance, <laughs> Wizarding Edition. Whereas Snape jerked his head irritably. Um, <laughs> then they raised their wands like swords in front of them. As you see, we are holding our wands in the accepted combative position. On the count of three, we will cast our first spells. Neither of us will be aiming to kill, of course. I wouldn't bet on that, Harry murmured, watching Snape baring his teeth. One, two, three. Both of of them swung their wands above their heads and pointed them at their opponent. Snape cried, Expelliarmus, um, which is the first time we see that spell. And also is ironic because that's a spell Harry uses all All the the time. time. Um, There was a dazzling flash of scarlet light and Lockhart was blasted off his feet. He flew backward off the stage, smashed into the wall, and slid down in, slid down it to sprawl on the floor. Malfoy and some of the other Slytherins cheered. Hermione was dancing on tiptoes. Do you think he's all right? She squealed. Who cares? Said Harry and Ron together. Which I'm like, they can't cheer for Snape because they hate Snape. But, but they're, still they're not, not, they're they're not, not worried, worried about Lockhart's feelings exactly. or his They're like, that, was still, they're like, that was still cool. Like, yeah. Um, there's this one thing, though. Uh, Lockhart was getting unsettled to his feet. Well, there you have it, he said. That was a disarming charm. As you see, I've lost my wand. Ah, thank you, Miss Brown. Yes, an excellent idea to show them that, Professor Snape. But if you don't mind my saying, it was very obvious what you were about to do. No, it wasn't. Shut up. Yeah. 
If I had wanted to stop you, it would have been only too easy. However, I felt it would be instructive to let them see Snape was looking murderous. Possibly Lockhart had noticed because he said, enough demonstrating. I'm going to come amongst you now and put you all into pairs. Professor Snape, if you'd like to help me. So one, you only, one, before I get to that, one, you're you're talking a lot, but you're not actually doing anything. So how is saying like, Oh, I knew what you were gonna do. That's not you're not, you didn't do anything. So yeah, and there was I'm no like lost. there was no like just take is, the L and move yeah, on. Take the L, but there was also no like this is how you do the uh, right again. Like, no, actually teaching. They switch and flake with you know what I mean. They give like, them one. Ex- they give them one example, example and then they're like, then they're okay, like, go All for right, it. Go do it. Like they're um, both terrible teachers. But I like that it's. I mean, I don't like, but I wonder about the fact that it's called the disarming spell. Mm-hmm. But Lockhart flew backward off the stage, smashed into the wall, and slid well, that, down to sprawl on the floor. And that happens in the movies a lot, too. It's like a very... No, it happens very, in the books, too. I think, yeah, no, I think it's, it's more like if you... If it's just like, oh, expelling... You know, I feel like it depends on, like, the power that you put behind it. So I feel like Snape mm-hmm. was pissed. So he's like, bro, I'm knocking you the fuck out. Like, yeah. versus it being like, like... Versus it being like when they're practicing the DA, Expelliarmus, and then and just the wand. wand. Because it's less, like... Mo- I think the intent behind it is also important. Or, like, the power behind it. Yeah. Because Harry knocks Snape out with Expelliarmus in the next book. Yeah. Um, that's why... Um, so, I, but that's, like, the one thing that, like... Actually, it was Harry and Hermione. It was a couple at the same time. But but it's the one thing that's always, like, kind of bothered me. Or not bothered me, but, like, I've... It's questions that need answers, I guess. Which is, like, how can the disarming spell both, like, disarm, like, and then with this just, like, the little, like, whoop, and then their, their wands fly out of their hands. They lose control of their wands. And also, simultaneously, like flatten you against the wall or right. you know what I mean knock you backwards like I feel like those should be two different yeah things like and I even in I, terms of like power it's mm-hmm. like I guess you lose your balance yeah or something so that's how it that's yeah that's but I just I like thinking, I think in but... terms of like because you know it's like um when he tries to is he trying to do the cruciatus curse or is he trying to do the killing curse on Snape after Dumbledore um, I'm pretty sure it's the Cruciatus curse, and then some like. Or no, it's when it's, it's after sex. Sirius, and he's going after Bellatrix, and it's, she's it's like, the "You Cruciatus have Cruciatus curse." He, she's like, "You have to really mean it, mm-hmm. and you have to like really, you know, like." And I under so I've always understood like the intent behind it, and like the power with which you like can change how effective the curses are. Mm-hmm. But those just seem like two completely different reactions, yeah, like I different things. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, um, so enough demonstrating, also, like yeah. you said, the bad teaching. If you want to go into yeah, um, they moved uh, through the crowd, matching up partners. Lockhart team Neville with Justin Finch Fletchley, but Snape reached Harry and Ron first. Time to split up the dream team. I think I'm like, why? For what reason? Weasley, you can partner with Finnegan Potter. Harry moved automatically toward Hermione. I don't think so. Mr. Malfoy, come over here. Let's see what you make of the famous Potter. And you, Miss Granger, you can partner with Miss. Bullstrode. So two things is um he is actually just as horrible to Hermione as he is to Harry. It's it's a little and different because it's too, not yeah. so um personal. Mm-hmm. Like I mean it's personal, but he obviously he doesn't know her parents, so he doesn't bring in like familial stuff. But like why would you in in a dueling club where you're supposed to be teaching them like skills and sportsmanship in a way you know it's like and also in a school where you're supposed to be looking out for the welfare of your students 
and just being a decent human being, you were setting these people up for a fight. Mm -hmm. Like, you would never in, like, the first time that you learn fencing or karate, like, be like, oh, you two who can't get along and have already gotten into physical altercations, you should pair up right now. Like... That makes no sense. It makes no sense. You're, like, literally, I wrote, like, asking for a fight. Mm -hmm. Asking for them to lose their tempers. Asking for it to get personal. And then I also, I kind of really hate the way that Millicent is um, described and stuff. I was going to say that. But in the same vein, like, you're setting Hermione, who's kind of, you know, she's very, like, smart and capable, but she's also, like, meek in a Mm. way. And she's not, um, or she hasn't really been confrontational as of yet. Mm. And you're putting her against someone who is kind of a bully. And you're, like, so you're... You're bullying Hermione in the same kind of way that you're bullying Harry yeah. or something like it's just not you're an adult and this is a school. Snape, yeah, Snape you're supposed to be teaching. It's true. Um so behind him walked a Slytherin girl who reminded Harry of a picture he'd seen in holidays with hags. Just like, damn. And yeah. that's and that's the thing with like the Slytherins, especially now, and that's why people hate like not hate Slytherins, but like have such bad have such connotation. Bad, yeah, with Slytherin is because Every single, and again, we're reading these as kids, and so every single description you get of Slytherins up until Half-Life Prince is of these, like, terror, and may, maybe, like, no, nah, maybe Order of Phoenix, because Andromeda Tonks was in mm-hmm. Slytherin, but, like, but, uh, yeah, you kind of know that, but not really. But it's just, like, you get these, like, things where they, it's, like, they look like monsters. They, yeah. They're bullies. They, they're, like, big, and they're dumb, and they're just, like... But there's also there's this, like, one conflation like, of, and like... And, like, like, Malfoy. And so then it's, like, all these bad commentators yeah. of Slytherins as opposed to... And there's also this conflation like, um, in these books so far that it's, like, ugly equals bad mm-hmm. or something. And it's, like, um, forget Marcus something. The Slytherin Quidditch captain oh, looks... Flint. Flint um, looks like he's like part, part troll. troll. Yeah. And then Millicent is... Looks like, you know, a hag. A hag. And hag also has a really terrible connotation for women in general. Mm-hmm. But I know that, and this is kind of goes back to the um, bonus episode where we talked about, like, we know that she doesn't have, like, the bad intentions with this. But, like, through a feminist lens, it's very, yeah, it's very terrible and dangerous. And I don't think that she thought about the representation of women in the, in this sense because they are kids and this is still mm-hmm. a children's book where everything is exaggerated. But it's like... But sometimes things are exaggerated. Like, I don't know. As a kid, I took shit seriously. I still yeah. take things literally. You take them literally. And especially as a kid, you do. And it like, also... I, like, I understand, like, nuance and, like, and like you know what I mean? Like, figurative. What I understand that now. But as a kid, I was like... But you also... She looks, she's then, a hag. She's a hag. You know yeah, what I mean? But like, you're also making these connections, too, though. That, mm-hmm. like... Have equals like terrible physical appearance exactly. and terrible physical appearance equals, equals bad, bad person. Exactly. And which is like, yeah, which is off, which informs a lot of people being like, I'm not attracted to you, so obviously there's something wrong with you, mm-hmm. or you know, whatever. Or like that that attraction is everything. I don't know. It's just um, yeah. So yeah, it's just it rubs me the wrong way and it's it, a problem. It comes up um, a couple times with Millicent. Yeah. Um, face your partners called Lockhart and Bow. 
Um, wands at the ready. When I count to three, cast your charms to disarm your opponents, only to disarm them. We don't want any accidents. One, two, three. Um, Harry swung his wand high, but Malfoy had already started on two. His spell hit Harry so hard, he felt as though he'd been hit over the head with a saucepan. Um, I wonder what spell that is. Um, he stumbled, but everything still seemed to be working and wasting no more time. Harry pointed his wand straight at Malfoy and shouted, Rick Decimbra. Um, I think it was probably Expelliarmus, but, because he said, I said disarm, a a jet of silver light hit Malfoy in the stomach and he doubled over wheezing. I said disarm only. So I think, like. That's the thing, they're they're not using disarming charms. But I think the first one that Malfoy hit Harry with was Expelliarmus, um, and then Harry Well, no, because Expelliarmus is the one, his, his wand wouldn't have been there. He wouldn't have had his wand. Oh, okay. He feels like it hit him over the head with a saucepan, so I think it's something different. Okay. Yeah. Um, Harry had hit him with a tickling charm, so he could barely move from laughter, which is like also like another connotation of Slytherin. You know, like Malfoy hits him with something that makes him feel like he's been hit over the head with like mm-hmm. painful. And yeah, like sometimes you can laugh, laugh to the point of pain, but like it's still kind of a cutesy spell. Yeah. You know, it's not like. Um, like a dangerous spell. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's kind of interesting, like, Rictum Sempra is kind of, like... Or Rictus Sempra, yeah. Or Rictus Sempra is, um, vocally, or I don't know what it is. It, it brings to mind Sectum Sempra to me. Um, they're kind of similar in word terms. Mm-hmm. Um, so Malfoy... Oh, wait. Harry hung back with a vague feeling it would be unsporting to bewitch Malfoy while he was on the floor. But this was a mistake. Gasping for breath, uh, Malfoy pointed his wand at Harry's knees, choked Tarantulegra, and the second Harry's legs began to jerk around out of control in a kind of quick step, which is like, Harry, you're being too nice. Yeah. Also. But then that's also Neville kind of a gets, cutesy spell. But Neville gets, well, it is, except in the Department of Mysteries. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say it's Dolahov, but one of the deputies uses that on Neville, and then Neville's he just doing knocks, that for hella long, and then yeah. that's how he breaks the, um... The prophecy. The, yeah. Um, Which is kind of like a weird thing as I was reading that chapter. Um, that an adult would use that spell? No, because it's like here it's kind of comical and like mm-hmm. other times you would think it's kind of like, oh, so I like, can't control their legs. But in that moment, it's just interesting because like the like it's in how it's more. happening, it's like, especially because things get really bad and um, <laughs> to, to say the least. Um, until things get really serious, and then Neville's just like in the background with his legs flailing until Remus helps really him out. Serious. Oh wait, I didn't even mean to. But you did. I didn't mean to. Intent versus execution. I was literally <laughs> trying not to say it, and then yeah. I said it. Um, but I think also that chapter is weird because you have adults kind of dueling with children. So yeah, even though they're Death Eaters, they're still like looking at kids that are their children's age, and they're not trying to. Dohov be... attacked Hermione with intent to kill. Well, I mean, be... so and the only reason he didn't is because he couldn't speak because she used Silencio mm-hmm. on him, and so it wasn't as powerful. But she broke. He did all this kind of internal damage on her and shit. Fuck him. He also um, killed Molly's um, brothers. So, fuck him for that too. <laughs> Which we're Donald talk was a about terrible person. We're we'll talk get about there. That, like, that, but we're also gonna talk about that later about um, the Pruitts and how they don't, they aren't positioned as like 
her brother. Yeah. Yeah. But we know they are, and she mentions them, but then there's, like, like when Dollhoff is really, like, sorry, whatever, we're gonna talk about it now. We'll talk about <laughs> it again. But when Dollhoff is released, you get, like, or when all the Death Eaters are released, you get all these, like, um, snapshots of, like, all these kids who, like, remember those, either remember those names or, like, have family members who were killed by these Death Eaters mm-hmm. and who were having problems, but you don't see Ron, like, and maybe they were kind of young, so maybe Ron never met those uncles. But I feel like he'd at least like know their. You names would know the like, name of the oh, man killed that my killed. Uncles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was just weird. Okay, that's but, whatever. Yeah, I also like wanted to point out though that like, um, stop, stop! Screamed Lockhart, but Snape took charge. Finita in Cantatum, which is like, stop, stop! You're a wizard. Remember the part where um, last book when Hermione is like, there's no wood, there's no wood. And he's like, are you a witch? Honestly, because it's like in times of crisis, you go to what you know, you're supposed to be some amazing wizard, explorer, dabbler of the dark arts. Mm -hmm. And you go to stop, stop. Yeah. No. Like it's a bunch of kids, like yeah, that nobody's gonna hear you. You're yeah, yeah. Um, a haze of greenish smoke was hovering over the scene. Both Neville and Justin were lying on the floor, panting. Ron was holding up an ashen-faced Seamus, apologizing for whatever his broken wand had done. But Hermione and Millicent Bulstrode were still moving. Millicent had Hermione in a headlock, and Hermione was whimpering in pain. Both their wands lay forgotten on the floor. Harry leapt forward and pulled Millicent off. It was very difficult. She was a lot bigger than she was. Again, why are they all nasty? And isn't this the first mm-hmm. time they've really met? Like, I'm sure they've been it's the, the same first time that Millicent together. has been like really explicitly right. mentioned. And like, and so now all of a sudden they're in a fist fight. What? And it's also like she couldn't overpower Hermione. This is like the connotation that I get from it. I'm re- uh, close mm-hmm. reading, but she can't beat Hermione with so she, magic, so right. she beats her with brute force. Right, which is just, which like, is, not the point. Yeah, and it's like, why can't she be... She doesn't have to be a nice person. We don't have to like her. Right. But just, like... Just going straight into, like... Like, just uber nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, dear, dear, said Lockhart, um, skittering through the crowd, looking at the aftermath of the duels. Up you go, Macmillan. Careful though, there, Miss Fawcett. Pinch it hard, it'll stop bleeding in a second boot. Um, I think I'd better tell you, teach you how to block unfriendly spells. Yeah, you should do all of these things first before you're like, oh, let's let's try and practice on each other. Exactly. Let's have a volunteer pair, Longbottom and Finch Fletchley. How about you? A bad idea, Lockhart, said Snape. Longbottom causes devastation with the simplest spell. You're a teacher! We'll be sending what's left of Finch Fletchley up to the hospital wing in a matchbox. You're a Um, teacher! So, really quickly, though... This, so yeah, you're that. I wrote that like you're the worst. But this is an interesting moment, like an interesting example of how they like make Snape less bad in the movies because mm-hmm. in the movies he says it about Ron, but he's talking about that Ron's wand, broken wand, yeah, which is like valid, just, which is just a valid observation. Ron shouldn't be participating that, no, with the broken wand. And he's wand. like, and we'll be sending Potter home in mm-hmm. the like w- um, with a matchbox, like in a matchbox, which is like you you wouldn't even like you don't care about Harry, but um, 
in that moment, he, like, stands up. He, like, steps up for Harry's safety in the movie, which kind of doesn't make sense. But, yeah. again, it's, like, some, he's saying something that's valid and true versus but, just here where he's just bullying Neville for no reason. And tearing down his self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, if you're a teacher, you want to, like... I think I've said this before. Like, what good does it do for you to let these, like, crappy... Gilderoy Lockhart's into the world after they've graduated Hogwarts. Like you mm-hmm. want, you should want all of your students to be the best mm-hmm. wizard that they can be. And Neville, Neville's biggest obstacle is himself and and believing in himself. And you can see why mm-hmm. when Snape, totally Snape is like right. co-signing this like terribleness. Mm-hmm. And then um, he says, "How about Malfoy and Potter?" And then I'm wondering, like, with a twisted his, smile, right? And I'm like, "What is his obsession with them?" And then I was thinking, like, he's probably living vicariously. So he sees himself in Malfoy, and he sees James and in Harry, and so he's like, "Ooh, it's like but versus Jay." Like, you know what I mean? It's he, like well, weird, I think it like, is is that he wishes he was a Malfoy back then. Like he had right. power and status, exactly. Because he doesn't like he comes from a half blood family mm-hmm. or whatever but they he lives close to lily he, he's not oh living in a manor house exactly. you know and he had like issues with his like mom or you know like he just he and great he joined the death eaters and when he joins the death eaters like lucius is probably already there and a big deal and you know mm-hmm. like powerful and influential and so in two ways like he still he's never really renounced the Death Eaters. He renounces Voldemort. You know, he renounces right. like what Voldemort did to Lily, but he doesn't really like. He still socializes with Death Eaters, mm-hmm. um, and so being kind to Malfoy is a way for him to receive like goodwill from Malfoy's parents. Um, so yeah, it, it's like like I think what you, like it is him living vicariously through. Uh, Malfoy and pa- and Harry, but because m- on paper at least Malfoy is better than Harry, he gets to also put himself in the position of being better than James. Right. Which like ugh. which is just fucking sick. Yes, it's so and gross. It's a problem. We there could be a whole like um, psychological book on just profiling all of the issues with Snape. He's got mm-hmm. so, so many. And why? It's... Ugh. And again, spoiling for a fight. How about Malfoy and Potter, said Snape, with a twisted smile. Excellent idea, said Lockhart, gesturing Harry and Malfoy into the middle of the hall as the crowd backed away to give them room. Now, Harry, when Draco points his wand at you, you do this. He raised his he raised his own wand, attempted a complicated sort of wiggling action, and dropped it. Lockhart smirked as Lockhart quickly picked it up, saying, "Whoops, my wand is a little overexcited." That's what she like, said. You're blaming your wand now, too, though. Or he said, "Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ." Snape moved closer to Malfoy, bent down, and whispered <laughs> something in his ear. Malfoy smirked too. Harry looked up nervously at Lockhart and said, Professor, could you show me what blocking, what that blocking thing again? <laughs> Scared, muttered Malfoy. You wish, said Harry. Great moment was, in the as book. A, as a, like, how, when, how old was I when this movie came out? It was like an eight-year-old or like nine mm-hmm. or whatever. 
That was like the like in the previews. Be like yeah. scared, Potter. Potter you you wish. wish. I was like, that's my. Sh- it's about to go down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just like Harry's a beast. He's about to go in. Like just hella like hype for no reason. As I thought that was the, like and it's then, actually like really corny, but like as like a kid, that was the coolest. You're like, thing oh my god, ever. it's so serious. Oh my god, it was. He said you wish. Fucking, it was it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Okay. Um, Lockhart cuffed Harry merrily on the shoulder. Just do what I did, Harry. What? Drop my wand? <laughs> <laughs> but Lockhart wasn't listening. Three, two, one, go, he shouted. Like, you didn't teach him anything. Mm-mm. You didn't tell him the name of the spell. Just do this. Right. Flourishing, 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 dropping your wand, looking like a dumb dummy. But, like, A, they don't do, um vocalist spells yet that's like some fifth six year shit and b you didn't even you didn't even show him the what you were trying to show him Mm -hmm. properly the first time but never mind that go on guys duel each other each other exactly malfoy raised his wand quickly and bellowed serpent sortia the end of his wand exploded harry watched aghast as a long black snake shot out of it fell heavily onto the floor between them and raised itself ready to strike don't move potter said harry said snape lazily clearly enjoying the sight of harry standing motionless eye to eye with the angry snake i'll get rid of it allow me said lockhart go the fuck away um he brandished his wand at the snake, and there was a loud bang. The snake, instead of vanishing, flew ten feet into the air and fell back to the floor with a loud smack. Enraged, hissing furiously, it slithered straight towards Justin Finch Fletchley and raised itself again, fangs exposed, poised to strike. Um, Harry wasn't sure what made him do it. He wasn't even aware of deciding to do it. Um, all he knew was that his legs were carrying him toward the snake. Leave him alone. And miraculously, miraculously, inexplicably, the snake slumped to the floor, docile as a thick black garden hose, its eyes now on Harry. Harry knew this. He, he knew the snake wouldn't attack anyone now, though how he knew it, he couldn't have explained. He looked up at Justin, grinning, expecting Justin, looking relieved or puzzled um, or even grateful, but certainly not angry and scared. What do you think you're playing at? He shouted before Harry could say anything. Justin had turned and stormed out of the hall. Snape stepped forward, waved his wand, and the snake vanished into a small puff of black smoke. Snape, too, was looking at Harry in an unexpected way. It was a shrewd and calculating look, and Harry didn't like it. He was also dimly aware of the ominous muttering all along the walls. He felt a tugging on the back of his robes. Um, real quick. Um, just back to Snape. So, it's a shrewd and calculating look. I think part of it is that, like... He knew. Well, I don't think he did. Really? Yeah. Because I think that he whispered something into Malfoy's ear and then Malfoy... Yeah, but I think he was just trying to scare Harry and, mm. you know what I mean? Like, to humiliate him, just like, oh, you can't get rid of the snake, like, now you're scared. I thought that was more like in, like, oh, shit, you're... You know what I mean? You're like, more you powerful know, Dumbledore than doesn't I... tell him everything. Yeah. Dumbledore is very much not about that, so... Everyone is playing... I, I think I said something like that, too, in the next chapter, yeah. but... Um, yeah, that he doesn't know, but, like, the I, the... Being a parcel tongue is a mark of a strong or a powerful wizard, not and even a, and like, a dark wizard. A dark wizard, but, but think, a powerful dark wizard. But I think that wizard. with I think that with Snape, it's that's when he begins to know, like really realize, like the connection between Harry and Voldemort. You know what mm. I mean? Like by the time Order of the Phoenix comes around, like they all know, and that's why, like you know, he teaches them Aquamancy and stuff. But this is like the first real. 
I mean, like, obviously we know because we see him stab mm-hmm. the snake on Dudley um, at the beginning of Sorcerer's Stone, but here it's, like, the first time that Snape or, like, any of them see that there might be some kind of connection. And, like, Dumbledore even, like, he probably knew there were connections, but I don't think that he knew that Snape Harry was a parcel, a parcel tongue. tongue. yeah. A parcel mouth or whatever. So, um, yeah, so that's just interesting in terms of, like, future um, connections. Plots and stuff, yeah. yeah. So, and this is also, like, Ron being a real one. Mm-hmm. He was dimly aware of the ominous muttering, and he felt a tugging on the back of his robes. Come on, said Ron's voice in his ear. Move. Come on. And that's, real quick, that you were saying, like, he's, like, it's not like he looked at Harry like, you're a parcel mouth, bro, what the heck? And, like, yeah. was like, now I'm shunning you. He was like, no, bro, I gotta get you away from these people, because... Like, you don't even know. Yeah. He, like, and he, he knows... Understands that Harry yeah. doesn't know. Yeah, and so Ron scared him out of the hall, Hermione hurrying alongside them, and they went through the doors. People on either side drew away as though they were frightened of catching something. Harry didn't have a clue what was going on, and neither Ron nor Hermione explained anything until they dragged him all the way up to the empty Gryffindor common room. Then Ron pushed Harry into an armchair and said, You're a parcel mouth. Why didn't you tell us? I'm a what? A parcel mouth, said Ron. You can talk to snakes. I know. I mean, that's only the second time I've ever done it. I accidentally set a boa constrictor on my boa constrictor on my cousin Dudley at the zoo once. Long story. But it was telling me it had never seen Brazil before, and I sort of set it free without meaning to. That was before I knew I was a wizard. A boa constrictor told you it had never seen Brazil? So? I bet loads of people here can do it. No, they can't. It's not a very common gift, Harry. This is bad. Again, Ron is explaining this. Ron explaining. Ron explaining, but this is a good thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, but it just sounded good. It does. (laughs) But yes, Ron, not Hermione, because why? Hermione's listening. Ron knows the I mean, social. Hermione knows later, but I'll but get to Ryan, that. But Ron, Ryan, Ron knows the social implications of being a exactly. parcel mouth, whereas Hermione just knows like not very many people are parcel mouths. Well, not that, or, but that, but also I'll, we'll get to it in the box. So, yeah. um, what's bad, said Harry? What's wrong with everyone? Listen, if I hadn't told that snake not to attack Justin. Oh, is that what you said to it? What do you mean? You were there. You heard me. I heard you speaking parcel tongue. Snake language. You could have been saying anything. No wonder Justin panicked. It sounded like you were egging the snake on or something. It was creepy. It's weird that parcel tongue sounds evil. Like yeah, like like how if like language how languages can sound evil. But I guess also it's like if it's associated with a snake and you're like hissing and shit. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> exactly. But I also think uh-huh. that like it's weird that. Um, the way that Harry explains it, and we can go back, but, like, mm-hmm. Harry, um, tells him to leave, leave Justin alone, and the, the, um, response from the snake is, the snake slumped to the floor, docile as a thick black garden right, hose, so its, it's eyes now on Harry. Snakes, it's being able to control, control them. them. But, like, the, the, um, explanation of how the snake reacted was, like, mm-hmm. it, went from state like up and fangs exposed to dropping and being mm-hmm. docile but because of the parcel tongue i don't think and it, also yeah it's like the stigma around yeah it. i don't think anyone saw that part right. because they were they their brain stopped at snake fangs uh harry talking yes but a faint a, a snake with its fangs exposed and harry talking to it mm-hmm. That's why, like, Ron's like, it sounded like you were egging him on. It's like, actually, though, that's not how it happened. Right. Lockhart provoked Did the snake. Some shit. <laughs> and then 
when Harry said something, the snake calmed, calmed down, down and was mm-hmm. gone. And I know it happens quickly, but, but come on. because of the, because of the connotation or the um, understanding of parcel mouth, people immediately flip yeah. that in their head immediately. Um, I spoke a different language, but I didn't realize. How can I speak a language without knowing I can speak it? So weird. Questions that need answers. Too. Um, do you want to tell me what's wrong with stopping a massive snake biting off Justin's head? He said. What does it matter how I did it as long as Justin doesn't have to join the headless hunt? It matters, says Hermione, because the, because being able to talk to snakes is what Salazar Slytherin was famous for. That's why the symbol of Slytherin House is a serpent. So again, this is the first time she speaks in this mm-hmm. situation. But it's, it's a it book fact. Sense. Exactly, that's what I was right about to say. <laughs> she, it's something that she read in a book and probably in Hogwarts in history, history mm-hmm. she was searching for stuff on the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. Like it's, you know what I mean? Like it's a pretty common kind of like knowledge thing that yeah. she would know. And Harry's mouth fell open. Exactly, said Ron. And now the whole school is going to think you're his great, 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 great grandson or something. But I'm not, said Harry. You'll find that hard to prove, said Hermione. He lived about a thousand years ago. For all we know, you could be. Again, we need uh, wizarding finding your roots. Finding your wizard roots. Oh my god. With Henry Lewis Wizard Gates. (laughs) Wizard Gates. You don't just have wizard in your name to connotate that you're a wizard, but y'all know what I'm trying to do. (laughs) Henryus Louis Gatesius. I don't know. sounds like somebody in... um, Rome like or Rome, something, exactly. yeah. Um, in Pompeii. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pompeii's a great movie. Um, if you haven't watched it, you should. Tell you us, should. Tell us how you like it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Such a good movie. Harry lay awake for hours that night. Through a gap in the curtains around his four-poster bed, he watched snow starting to drift past the tower windows and wondered, could he be a descendant of Salazar Slytherin. He didn't know anything about his father's family at all. The Dursleys had always forbidden questions about his wizarding relatives. So now he's having an identity crisis. Yeah. nice for a 12-year-old to have. Have. Which is really funny because in the around this point in the last book, he's finding the mirror of Erised mm-hmm. and, like, staring at his family and, like, his father's side of the family, which is mm-hmm. there. And he feels so connected to them. But... It's true, he doesn't know anything about them, Mm -hmm. and he only can, like, see their faces, but that doesn't explain to him who they are as people or anything about, you know, their history. Mm -hmm. Finding your wizard roots, man, we need it. Um, Quietly, Harry tried to say something in parcel tone. The words wouldn't come. He seemed he had to be face-to-face with a snake to do it. But I'm in Gryffindor, Harry thought. The sorting hat wouldn't have put me in here if I had Slytherin blood. Which is not true. Not true. Ah, said the nasty little voice in his brain. But the sorting hat wanted to put you in Slytherin. Don't you remember? Harry turned over. He'd see Justin the next day in Herbology, and he'd explain that he'd been calling the snake off, not egging it on. Which, he thought, angrily pummeling his pillow. Any foul could... Fool. I can't see, guys. <laughs> I really can't. Any fool should have realized. By next morning, however, the snow that begun that had begun in the night had turned into a blizzard so thick that the last herbology lesson was um, sorry lesson of the term was canceled. Professor Sprout wanted to fit socks and scarves on the mandrakes, a tricky uh-huh. operation she would interest to no one else. Now that it was so important for the mandrakes to grow quickly and revive Mrs. Norris and Colin Creevy, are we? She is, know it, are, is, this, is, this wizard, wizard is this like wizard team canon that they're like mandrakes? 
I think that's Wizard Team Canon. Yeah. yeah. Is that our first Wizard Team Canon thing? Or I think so. Else? And I'm going to make, I've been trying, I'm not a very good, like, artist, but I'm trying to draw a Drake with, like. You could probably just um, get a Drake and then put I little, could like, just Drake shake it. You can just put some. Uh, some roots and some stuff roots out of his head. Or just leaves out of his head and then, like, make him go underground. I don't know how to do that. I yeah. don't do Photoshop, but. Yeah. Me neither. Um, but, yeah. I know when that blue would ring. <laughs> That can only mean one thing. Harry Fred. Ever since I left that little pot, you, you, you. <laughs> no, the funniest thing is that, like, I don't know. I guess, I guess Drake is a thing in in, in our wizarding world, and he he helps people from being petrified. He saves people. He makes me feel uh, not petrified at all. That's good. I'm happy for you. He makes me feel warm and fuzzy, like he puts socks and scarves on my little. Mandrake heart. That's awesome for you. I'm happy that you found each other. Um, <laughs> um, Team Harry, Mandrake. Yes. Harry fretted um, about... The, the fire. Next, sorry, I'm so sorry. Harry, <laughs> Harry fretted about this next to the fire in the Gryffindor common room while Ron and Hermione used their time to play um, a game of wizard chess. For heaven's sake, Harry, said Hermione... Go and find Justin if it's so important to you. She sounds like me when people are like harping on something and mm-hmm. you're just like, oh my God, just go. I don't care anymore. Like just you're bothering me now. Deal with it because you got to go. Harry got up and left through the portrait hole wondering where Justin would be. Um, Professor McGonagall was shouting at someone who, by the sound of it, had turned his friend into a badger. <laughs> Resisting the urge to take a look, Harry walked by thinking that Justin might be using his free time to catch up on some work and deciding to check out the library first. This is, like, also, um, there, I would say when the books first came out, there was a lot of Hufflepuff, like, hate, um, or shade, really, Mm -hmm. but they've, like, really turned their perception around, I think, a lot, um, and, you know, like, they're hard workers, you know, and they're loyal and whatever, but, like, I mean, it's different for Hermione because you know that she has her work done and she's, she does study. But, like, Ron is taking his time off to play Wizard's Chess when mm-hmm. he should be in the library, like, catching up on work or, you know, like, getting trying to get ahead. So a group of Hufflepuffs, so there's a lot of them who should have been in Herbology were indeed sitting at the back of the library, but they didn't seem to be working. Between the long line of high bookshelves, Harry could see that their heads were close together and they were having what looked like an absorbing conversation. He couldn't see whether Justin was among them. He was walking towards them when something of what they said, uh, something of what they were saying met his ears and he paused to listen, hiding in the invisibility section. Is it invisible? That would be cool. That's what I was wondering about. That would be really cool. Invisible when he's in the invisibility Like you go to the invisibility section and you're invisible. And you're invisible. Um, and they just know that it's the invisibility section because there's a, a big space in between the stacks. <laughs> um, so this is also like an issue because th- this is kind of like a meeting of two of Harry's biggest flaws, which is like his short temper and his tendency to eavesdrop. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> serious. Um, so anyway, a stout boy was saying, I told Justin to hide up in our dormitory. I mean to say, if Potter's marked him down as his next victim, it's best he keeps a low profile for a while. 
Of course, Justin's been waiting for something like this to happen ever since he let slip to Potter that he was muggle-born. Justin actually told him he had been down for Eaton. That's not the kind of thing you want to bandy about with Slytherin's air on the loose, is it? Kids are so messy. They're so just... Like, use some logic. And we... And we... Are with the trio all the time, so you can. It's easy to forget or to think that that's like a trio problem mm-hmm. of just jumping to conclusions no, or or kids. live or like just taking in conjecture and rumor as fact. But it's all of them. Yeah, you um, definitely think it is Potter than Ernie. Said the girl with blonde pigtails anxiously. Hannah Abbott mm-hmm. said the stout boy. He he's a part. Hannah like that. Too, no, Hannah. he said. Hannah, he's a parson elf. I said, Hannah, Abbott. Um, everyone knows that's the mark of a dark wizard. Have you ever heard of a decent one who could talk to a snake? They call Slytherin himself Serpent Tongue. There was some heavy murmuring about this, and Ernie went on. Remember what was written on the wall? Enemies of the air, beware. Potter had some sort of run-in with Filch. Next thing we know, Filch's cat attacked. The first year, Creevy was annoying Potter at the Quidditch match, taking pictures of him while he was lying in the mud. Next thing we know, Creevy's been attacked. He's- he always seems so nice, though, said Hannah. And, well, he's one he's the one who made you know who disappeared. He can't be all that bad, can he? And this is when we feel like we realize that Ernie McMillan has a subscription to the Daily Prophet and mm-hmm. reads Rita Skeeter and like religiously. No one knows how he survived that attack by you know who. I mean to say, he was only a baby when it happened. He should have been blasted to smithereens. Only a really powerful dark wizard could have survived a curse like that. So how one how two, what facts you can't be a dark wizard as a baby. That's the thing. I think people like conflate like just because you're like a dark wizard you can't be evil as a baby you wake yeah you, you're born and you're neutral like that's a and like, we, and I, we, we were just talking about this. last night how like yeah. i don't believe that anyone can inherently be neutral but a baby you can you just got here you don't know your life you well, don't know who you are you don't know anything so you can't just come out and, and they're like oh now i'm a dark wizard muha like you're not stewie like what the fuck yeah like, and i think like well there's one i was gonna say something really <laughs> mean and shade on me a little bit but She's not evil. She's just mean to me. Yeah. She's petty and shady. She's definitely petty. Um, she just told me that he, um, my father was her father now. <laughs> she literally and like, well she and, literally said, "He's my father now." <laughs> and should have just <laughs> like, like oh, followed up with like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> She should have. But um, <laughs> she's petty and, and yeah. trolly, but she's not evil. Uh, all kids all are the petty, time. Though. But yeah, but Although like she's like. Peak. She's she's peak petty peak right now. Petty. But all of that to say though is like you see kids like when I and when I'm with Ami and we go to like the park or something, she runs up to kids that she is ne- she don't know them from Adam and they are black, white, brown, blue, whatever. Mm-hmm. They look like they having fun. She want to have fun. That's all. Like mm-hmm. you know, they got some snacks. She wants some snacks. She got some you know juice. Maybe they want some of her juice. Like they're just like they're all about collecting information and just like playing and having fun it's yeah. not about prejudice and learning about, yeah. like it's not like you don't have any um and this goes the same for my friends have a, a two-year-old um who is lily white blue-eyed like as different in appearance from Ami as you could think you're like he's a boy she's a girl mm-hmm. or whatever they met and they were just chilling mm-hmm. like who's you mm-hmm. who is you these are my people these are my people <laughs> you know like corbin's like 
this is my this is my space and Ami's like no these are my family and Corbin's like this is my family too like, like great I might be pale but like I, I chill here all the time <laughs> you know and they were just like all right let's roll let's do this thing it's there's no right political stance and like dark wizard for all intents and purposes it's a, it's is a political, political stance exactly it's not it's not like power yeah and he's like that's probably why you know who wanted to kill him in the first place. Didn't want another Dark Lord competing with him. I wonder what other powers Potter's behind him. He's twelve years old. That makes no sense. Yeah, and I think like, that it's like why would he be in school if he could if he had the power to like defeat? Yeah, like, and the, you've and you've studied with him. You've been in herbology with him, but all of a sudden this one thing happens and it changes how you see. Not to mention that one of his best friends is a Muggleborn. But yeah. okay, you're not gonna you're not gonna notice that until after she's already been attacked. Yeah, convenient, Ernie. And it's like he knows that Colin, or you know, he knows that Justin is Muggleborn. It's like so is Hermione. Hermione's still walking around, right? And if you're gonna be the uh, heir of Slytherin, like she and and she's, I would take Hermione there, out first, to be honest. Right? She's smart. If I was, she's if scary. I was if I was the heir of Slytherin, Hermione would be the, would be first, the first one to go. And like she's unsuspecting if, I, if she's my best friend, right? Like, yeah. And it's like also like what kind of this is like. Three months into their second year, what kind of sociopathic 12-year-old is able to fool someone into being their best friend for a year and a half, meanwhile hating them with every fiber of their being and thinking that they don't, and thinking they don't deserve to be there? That makes absolutely no sense. Every time Hermione goes to bed or she goes to the bathroom, Harry is like, ugh, disgusting, (laughs) and then like turns it back on and she doesn't know shit and she's so smart. She, she never noticed. She never noticed that he doesn't. He doesn't like her for who she is. How? Um, Harry couldn't take it anymore. Clearing his throat loudly, he stepped out from behind the bookshelves. If he hadn't been feeling so angry, he would have found the sight that greeted him funny. Every one of the Hufflepuffs looked as though they had been petrified by the sight of him, and the color was draining out of out of Ernie's face. Hello, I'm looking for Justin Finch Fletchley. What do you want with him, said Ernie. I wanted to tell him what really happened with that snake at the dueling club. We were all there. We saw what happened. Then you noticed that after I spoke to it, the snake backed off, said Harry. Um, All I know, said Ernie, was you speaking parcel tongue and chasing that snake uh, toward Toward. Justin, which is, again, it's prejudice. All I saw. And that's the other thing is that he's a pureblood, so it's this prejudice against parcel mouths and, like, parcel tongue. And this, like, like, and this, um... Slytherin was famous for being a parcel tongue. Slytherin was the one that broke off from the um, the other founders of Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. But for like a legit, like I think you said this like a, a while ago, it was like a legitimate reason sprinkled in with some prejudice, yeah. right? Like Slytherin, like it was a little, it was a legitimate reason that like his reaction became came. like he went too far. He went too far, but. At the crux of it, it was because they had been persecuted. persecuted. And you like, see that a lot with people that have been persecuted. And then they're like, I don't mess with those people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they go to the opposite extreme and they lump an entire group of people in and they're just like, and they become prejudiced where it's right. like, I don't care who you are, where you're from. Like, you guys are bad seeds. But we don't hear about, besides the fact that Slytherin didn't want to allow mixed blood people into Hogwarts... Like, he wasn't ever on the level of, like, a Grindelwald. He wasn't killing people or... We don't, well, like... he put the air... He put the, the, the maskless in there, but still. Yeah, but... Because he... But it was for a 
cause. It was still like, it was one. Well, it was to purge muggle borns from the Hogwarts. You're ruining my point. I'm sorry. No, but I yes. do get what you're saying. No, I mean, you should ruin my point, yeah. but like, you know, because you got to base it in fact. Yeah. But um, I'm just saying, like, he doesn't have. And we don't know, right? So the air of, or the, the chamber is um, still mostly myth. People mostly believe it's myth. So there, it, it, it all is like this weird, as time goes on, the remembering of these things becomes conflated and it changes and it shifts from Salazar Slytherin was it a wizard who did who believed in the pure blood mythology and like other people I think have we've seen like kind of hold sway to that even if they don't believe in it they like you know it's it's a cultural thing I'm sure Ernie's parents have like as a pure blood probably have some sort of blood prejudice or something or some thoughts about it or you know it's seeped into there somewhere whether they dismiss it completely like the Weasleys or accept it or you know there's degrees to yeah. that it's not one or the <laughs> Sorry, it's not one or the other. But you go from Salazar Slytherin being it, wanting Hogwarts to be exclusive to magical born wizards to and happening to be a parcel tongue to Salazar Slytherin, a dark evil wizard. And then, therefore, because he's and then becoming a because he's a parcel tongue, it's now the mark of all dark wizards. Right. You know what I mean? Like you Was can kind Grindel of a lot of parcel mouth. Yeah, or? like we don't know that, and like we there, you know, know like it's the mark of a powerful dark wizard, and it's like, like you said, like how many dark wizards have there been? Like how many of them um, have spoken parcel tongue right. or have have been parcel mouth? Like there like, is a there lot are of probably other people who speak like speaking. How many people in general, have parcel mouths like, that don't? Come out as personnel right, and are just and are able to with, with dark, dark wizardry. Yeah. Um, How many of you probably are personnel so you don't know it because you don't hang out with snakes like right. that? Right. I don't know. Um, I didn't chase it at him. I didn't even touch him. It was a very near miss, said Ernie. And in case you're getting ideas, I might tell you that you can trace my family back to nine generations of wizard witches and warlocks, and my blood's as pure as anyone's. So. I don't care what kind, what sort of blood you've got, said Harry, which is like the whole point. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to attack Muggleborns? I've heard you hate those Muggles you live with. It's not possible to live with the Dursleys and not hate them, said Harry. I'd like to see you try it, which is like... Which is also like, so now the people that abuse him are being right. used as justification for, for his... For him hating Muggles? Like, yeah. And it's like, but he... And also it's like, well, aren't they still alive? Right. So... His if mother I, is a muggle-born. If I hated them so much... Well, we can't even do the his mother thing because, you know... People are... But I'm just saying, like... No, I know, That's part but, of the reason why his mother was, like... Killed. Yeah. And, you know, as we as we know, like, Voldemort's father is a muggle-born, mm-hmm. or is muggle. Yeah, completely. But, totally. And, but, but Harry didn't kill his mom. No, I know. So it's like, you know what yeah, I mean? So no, it's... Di- yeah. It's it's just like it's no logic, no logic, and and just all of these fear. jump into conclusions, and it's then literally like just fear. this immediate. It was a very near miss. Like how, no. like when did he? You know, yeah. <clears throat> it's just like 
Um, he he yeah. turned on his, hear- his heel and stormed out of the library. Harry blundered up the corridor, barely noticing where he was going. He was in such a fury. The result was that he walked into something large and solid, which knocked him backward onto the floor. Oh, hello, Hagrid. Hagrid's face was entirely hidden by a woolly, snow-covered baklava, balaclava, um, and he couldn't possibly be any, but he couldn't possibly be anyone else as he filled most of the corridor in his moleskin overcoat. A dead rooster was hanging from one of his massive gloved hands. Mm. All right, Harry. What? Are, where, why aren't you in class? Cancelled. What are you doing here? Um, Hagrid held up the limp rooster. Second one killed this term. It's either foxes or a blood-sucking bugbear. What is that? Questions um, that need answers. But also we know that it's, the, that it's Jenny. Oh, no, I'm in a blood-sucking bugbear. Oh, no, no, no. I mean that. I'm... After that, yes, comma, oh. but also, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, or like dash. Um, if it, if it had been written, it would have made sense. Yes, but all, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We need to know what we know. It's not foxes or the or blood, blood sucking, sucking bugbear. Bug it's we Jenny. Need, it's Jenny, but, but we also need to know what the blood sucking bugbear is. Yes, and what that does. Um, I need the headmaster's permission to put a charm around the hen coop. I also like love that there is a hen coop because they don't buy a bunch of eggs. They just have a hen coop. Yeah. And hopefully when they eat chicken. Aw. Put in the chickens. I made myself sad. I'm like, you eat chicken. I you eat don't magical chicken. You don't have a hen coop, so No. This is the thing. <laughs> there are chickens, right? This is my Robin's head cannon again. Girl, it is almost two hours into this. Okay, sorry, but this is really quick. <laughs> there are chickens, and they lay eggs, and then you have the eggs or whatever. And then there is chicken, which is manna from heaven that comes down prepackaged and lands very nicely in the poultry section of your grocery store. They're not the same. Oh. So, you're right. You learn the more that, you know. Yeah, the more you know. <laughs> Harry couldn't bring himself to repeat what Ernie and the rest of the Hufflepuffs had been saying about him. It's nothing. I better get going, Hagrid. It's Transfiguration next, and I've got to pick up my books. He walked off, his mind still full of what Ernie had said. Justin's been waiting for something like this to happen ever since he let it slip to Potter that he was muggle-born. Which is also, like, assuming that Justin's, like, after, as soon as Miss Norris um, was petrified. Was that before or after you told him? It was after. Yeah. So there's no. You know what I mean? No one like, even knew that was a thing until. And he didn't let it slip. He right. was all like, he was like I almost went to eat and blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Who are you? You know what I mean? He was like very much like. Friendly. Yeah. Um, Harry stamped up the stairs and turned along another corridor, which, which was particularly dark. The torches had been extinguished by a strong icy draft that was blowing through a loose window pane. He was halfway through the passage when he tripped headlong over something lying on the floor. Um, I know it's dark, but you need to watch where you're walking. That's the second time you've tripped or, like, run into someone. But <laughs> like then it's another part of him not being able to control his anger, his short right. temper. Right, and so he's not, like, like... He's not paying totally attention. Paying attention. He's not, he doesn't even know where he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would think that after running into Hagrid, you would he would calm down, down a little bit. bit and then gathered himself. and then. But he went right back to thinking about what Ernie said and worked himself back up mm-hmm. into a fury. Um, he um, turned to squint at what he'd fallen over and felt as though his stomach had dissolved. Justin Finch Fletchley was dying, was dying, God, was lying on the floor, <laughs> rigid and cold, a look of um, shock frozen on his face, his eyes staring blankly at the ceiling, and that wasn't all. Next to him was another figure, the strangest sight Harry had ever seen. It was nearly headless Nick, no longer pearly white and transparent, but black and smoky, floating immer- immobile and horizontal six inches off the floor. His head was half off and he wore and his face wore an expression of shock identical to Justin's. I wish they would have done that better in the movie. Because 
I just realized, like, black and smoky. In the movies, he's just kind of himself, but frozen. frozen. Um, Harry got to his feet, his breathing fast and shallow, his heart doing kind of a drum roll. He looked wildly around the deserted corridor and saw a line of spiders scuttling as fast as they could away from the bodies. The only sounds were muffled voices of teachers. Harry could run, and no one would know he had he had been there. But he couldn't just leave them lying here. He had to get help. Would anyone believe he hadn't had anything to do with this? Damn it, Harry. As he stood there panicking, um, a door right next to him opened with a bang. Peeves the poltergeist came shooting out. Why, it's Potty Wee Potter, cackled Peeves, knocking Harry's glasses askew as he bounced past him. What's Potter up to? What is, why is Potter lurking? Peeves stopped. Halfway through midair, upside down, he spotted Justin and nearly headless Nick. He flipped right way up, filled his lungs, and before Harry could stop him, attack, attack, another attack, no mortal or ghost is safe, run for your lives, attack, and I think that Peeves mm-hmm. responds this way because of nearly headless neck, because he's a poltergeist, mm-hmm. and he's a problem. Mm-hmm. That's something like no fucking chill. No chill. Part of it is also because he, he wants to cause chaos, like yeah, he does. But like, he, I'm sure he's concerned, but also like, you know what I mean? The way that it reads, it's like, he flipped up right way up or he stopped halfway in midair in a midair somersault flipped right side up and then was like attack yeah um crash crash the doors open flew open for several long minutes there was a scene of such confusion that justin was in danger of being squashed and people kept standing in nearly headless nick Damn. harry found himself pinned against the wall as the teacher shouted for quiet mcgonagall came running followed by her own class one of whom still had a black still had black and white striped hair oh because they were yes okay sorry (laughs) she used her wand to set off a loud bang which restored silence and ordered everyone back into their classes no sooner had the scene cleared than somewhat than ernie the hufflepuff arrived panting unseen caught in the act ernie yelled his face dark white pointing his fingers dramatically at, at harry that'll do mcmillan said professor mcgonagall sharply peace was bobbing overhead, now grinning wickedly, surveying the scene. Peeves always loved chaos. And he started to sing a song. Oh, Potter, you rotter. Oh, what have you done? You're killing off students. You think it's good fun. That's enough, Peeves, barked Professor McGonagall, and Peeves zoomed away with his tongue out at Harry. Justin was carried up to the hospital wing by, by Professor Flitwick and Professor Sinistra of the astronomy department, but nobody seemed to know what to do for nearly headless Nick. In the end... Professor McGonagall conjured a large fan out of thin air, which she gave to Ernie with instructions to waft nearly headless Nick up the stairs. This Ernie did, fanning Nick along like a silent black hovercraft. Um, this left Harry and Professor McGonagall alone together. This way, Potter, she said. Professor, said Harry at once. I swear I didn't. This is out of my hands, Potter, said Professor McGonagall curtly. Professor McGonagall curtly. They marched in silence around the corridor and she stopped before a large and extremely ugly stone gargoyle. Lemon drop um, is a password. The gargoyle springs to life and hops aside to the wall behind him, split in two. Um, every, or even full of dread, um, Harry couldn't fail to be amazed. Behind the wall was a spir- spiral staircase that was moving smoothly upward like an escalator. As he and McGonagall stepped onto it, Harry heard the wall thud closed behind them. Um, they come up to a gleaming oak door ahead with a brass knocker in the shape of a griffin. He knew now where he was being taken. This must be where Dumbledore lived. That is the end of chapter 11. Um, the dueling club. It's kind of, that's a long chapter. It's a very long chapter. It's a lot that happens. But 
Who did you have as your MVP? Harry. Harry? Yeah. And why? A lot happened in this chapter. Yeah, you know a lot I mean? happened like, in this chapter. He, he got to heal himself up. He's like, help him with the polygist potion. He has to cause distraction. He has to deal with Lockhart and Snape at the same damn time. <laughs> he um, saves Justin, even though people are a problem. And, like, even though he's angry, like, he, you know what I mean? Like, he's just going through a lot. And he's, I feel like I make him the MVP whenever he's, like, struggling. Like, <laughs> whenever he's going through a lot. Well, because, he, because he's going through now. a lot, but he's still, he's very, like you said, he's, like, resilient. And mm-hmm. um, he was kind of frozen when the snake happened, but he still jumped in, like, when he since. Justin was in danger no matter how mm-hmm. Ernie saw it. Even though he should have dipped, but again, yeah. that's why he is so, who he is. And I made the trio the MVP, all three of them, because I think all, for all the reasons that you said with Harry, but Ron comes through in the clutch again, like making sure to get Harry out of there as soon as he finds out what's happening, mm-hmm. making sure to explain to Harry how serious it actually is that he's a possum mouth. And um, Hermione, because of earlier in the chapter with the apologies pushing and being like, I'll go to steal the stuff and, you know, still doing what she's doing. And then also, even though it turns out to not be the best of advice in the end, but because she's like, will you just go apologize? It's yeah. bothering you. Like, be the bigger, like, be mature mm-hmm. and like, you know, go yeah. apologize or go talk it out. Um, who did you bench? Ernie. I've been doing way too much. He was. I've been Ernie, Peeves, Lockhart, and Snape. It's a long chapter, guys. Like a lot of people got. That's what I'm saying. It's a lot of like sections, and so it's like after certain things, it's just like yeah, it's a lot happening. Yeah, I mean, I would guess I don't need to pinch Peeves, but um, Ernie, Lockhart, and Snape because Lockhart and Snape for that dueling club, which is like that was some bullshit. Bullshit. (laughs) Lockhart for the fact that Harry wakes, starts his chapter waking up in the hospital. Snape also for the fact that, like, you got a bully Neville like that, and you're not teaching, and you're, you know, looking at Harry after Goyle's uh, potion blows up, even though it was Harry, but, like, you're looking at him like, I can't wait to get you expelled. Just all, you know, Snape, Snape gonna Snape. It's a problem. Basically. Basically. Snape gonna Snape. So. Yeah, okay. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, next week, we'll be discussing Chapter 12, The Polyjuice Potion. Um, please make sure to read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Um, if you want to join the conversation on Twitter, um, we're at we Black and Nerds hashtag wizard team. So um, yeah, we're kind of getting, we're getting close. We're to getting the really end, close to man. the end. I'm like thinking about it right now and it's like there's 17, 18 pages mm-hmm. or 18 chapters. So we have we're roughly on 12. So yeah. We're more than halfway done with the book, which is, Seven chapters to go, really. Um, Until we watch the movie. Yay! And then talk about Prisoner of Azkaban. When we watch the movie, we will be watching it in two different states. I just got really sad. Sorry. Hashtag sad nap. (laughs) Good night. Bye, everyone. Bye. Tears for Robin. (laughs) 